Hello, listener. Thanks for pressing play. On this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we've got more Geerific. trailers for you. We discuss the latest trailers for Stranger Things and The Punisher on Netflix, as well as The New Mutants and that awesome Black Panther trailer. Plus, our journey watching Game of Thrones for the first time continues as we discuss where all of our favorite players are during Season 5. Wowie zowie! Also, I got iTunes reviews, comments, and email from you, the listener. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, October 20th, 2017. Jock and Nerd! Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturb it. Oh yeah, welcome back to another weekly dose of Jockin' and Nerdin' Spoiler Alert and this is the Jockin' Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. Jockin' Nerd! And that's where you get the title of the show. Welcome, everyone. Uh, if it's you, good to be back. It's good to be back, Anthony. We missed you last week. I know you were a little bit busy with the Cubby Bears. But, uh, well, this will yeah. be old news by the time this posts. Uh, you watched their last game last night for the season. Yeah. Less said, the better. Yes, it's going to be. At, a, at least we won this World Series yes. last year, so I can't complain. But look, basically, we've, Chicago baseball fans will not have the same October as they had last year, but that's no. okay. We did it once. You got to live through the experience. Yeah, that's fine. If you are a first-time listener, thanks for checking us out. Uh, our slogan here is, uh, what do we do? We give you comic book and superhero-related news, reviews, and interviews. Geek boner. Except we've never, we haven't given an interview in a little Occasionally long time. interviews, news, reviews, and occasional interviews. The interviews be coming back. Look, it just, it goes with the flow. I mean, you don't want to force these things. I got you. You know what? They got to happen organically. But that's what you're going to get when, once you subscribe to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here's what you also get. Uh, all of the time, you will get a nerd, which is me. Mm. because all the recording shit is over here on my end. <laughs> so 100% of the time, all the time there's a nerd. Most of the time, you will get the jock. Yeah, most of the time. Like most of the time. Like, like 95% of the Right. Time. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and we have a great cast of characters. And then a lot of the time, you will also get a puppet, an actual felty American named Rugberto Bambino, but we call him Rugboy. He sounds like I'd say like seventy five percent of the time. That's you'll, get, boy. you'll yes. get that asshole when I love that Imran describes him as a puppet, even though this is an audio show, so there's no visual aspect to this, so it really doesn't matter if he's a puppet or if he's a real human or what the fuck he is. He's just a disembodied <laughs> voice to the most of the but listeners. That's precisely why I have to mention that he is a puppet. You may think that it's just another asshole. It is another he asshole. He is an asshole. And a slack hole. And, but he has a slack hole. He's made out of felt. And he uh, he couldn't join us today because uh, like a little while ago, there's a little trouble with the felty law. And he's kind of been on the run. So you know how like there's that underground mutant network in the gifted that helps uh, mutants uh, relocate? He uh, he reached out to the underground felty network and they're just relocating him. You still uh, watching the gifted? Uh, I did. I did. I have to catch up. I watched okay. the second one. It's pretty good. I did I watch the second I still one. haven't watched any of it. 
Oh man, it's 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 a good show. Maybe I'll throw it on after this podcast. Yes, we listener go. If you're new, we did review uh, the pilot episode of The Gifted, so that's what you're gonna get. But then I also have look. I thought another way to explain the show is I'm just gonna we got a, a a new review on iTunes, and what better way to figure out what you're getting into than by uh, listening to the comments and thoughts of some other asshole that decided to leave us asshole thoughts here. Uh, wow. we, this a lot one, of assholes <laughs> involved in all of this, isn't there? Assholes and opinions, and uh, that's what we got. Uh, but what this, if you're? What if you have no lower body? Do you have? An, you don't. Are you still allowed to have an, an opinion because you don't I, have an asshole? I don't think you are allowed to have an opinion if if you if you're in that state. Yeah. You don't have an asshole. You don't get to have an opinion. <laughs> it's it's law. I believe it's written down somewhere. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry if you're in that condition. You oh do have. Gosh, you can I'm have. An, you can have an opinion. This is Anthony's fault. He goaded me I, into that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, this review title. Intense and enjoyable uh, by listener Sam Culper. He wrote on iTunes, Last night I listened to Imran and Anthony talk about Terminator, Game of Thrones, Star Trek, and a host of others for two plus hours. After listening, I have come to the conclusion that I can now simply wake up to the Jock and Nerd podcast and forego my usual cup of coffee as I'm quite sure that one can coast for hours on Imran's intensity <laughs> alone. Extremely well produced with quality content and great interaction among the hosts. If you dig pop culture, these guys are for you. Geek boner. There you go, listener. That's what you're getting into. That's a that's a pretty solid that's pretty review. Good. Yeah, right? that's... We we thank you, Sam Culper. I read that review and I misread intensity for insanity. I, oh. I like I would prefer if he would have put insanity. Either in word there. could work in, yeah. in that point. You could flip it out. But look, here's another thing. If you have a podcast you live review, I will shout out your podcast. Sam does a podcast called The Breakers Podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, jockinner.com slash 191 and it's a fictional po- podcast about a character named Shepard Gray and it's about his account of what life looks like after organized civilization crumbles as he and his faithful canine companion Rommel venture out from their home in Virginia to try and count themselves among the survivors. That's kind of cool. It's kind of like a Walking Dead without like zombies. Just like just him and a dog. Just him and a dog walking out name trying Rommel. to figure shit out. Name, uh, yeah, that's it. I, like I had a cool. Filipino friend named Rommel. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty popular name over there. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just find it funny that he has a, a dog named Romel. Hey, Romel. Hey, Romel. Hey, you mentioning Filipino. Here's another great thing about the show. You want to talk about diversity right now? You have on myself, who's a hundred percent Pakistani. Yeah, Anthony, but you're white. But I look white because I have vitiligo. That's a whole other story. But on the inside, my blood is a hundred percent Pakistani. Uh, Anthony, what is you? What are you? What are you? Uh, a mongoloid. No, I'm uh, ah, Filipino are. and Polish. And Polish. So look, between us right here, we have half of a white guy. And I look, it, it's like if the an show. An imposter white guy. And, uh, yeah, and a, and a fake white guy. But <laughs> just think of it this way. If Trump's show, America. It's, it is. Trump's, it's everything Trump hates. No, it's actually, <laughs> no, what, it's he actually likes. what he likes. However, look, I would have to say in terms of diversity, if the show applied for like a minority scholarship for college, I think we'd get it. I think we'd get a good chunk of change. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. You would walk in and they would think you're 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 definitely Anthony, my last Polish last name. Because yes. you're white. Yes. And then they would be so confused when You're I like, walked wait, in. Wait, you're not Imran? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you lied to me. I will Photoshop my so, like, photo. It would be like, I would like, I have, you would have to apply. Yes. Or like, I would have to be the person that applies, but I'd have to walk in as Imran. You'd have to go in person as me to yeah. make the whole to make thing the scholar- legit. To make it yeah, legit, because otherwise they're going to be like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? You know what? Fuck scholarships. College is a scam. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> okay. Let's go. <laughs> 
<laughs> you should definitely go to college because oh. not because of the education, but because it's a fucking good time unless you go to some art school named Pratt. Dude, art school is a good time. Believe me. Oh, sure. For, okay, for, okay. Don't go to college. Don't go to college. Let's <laughs> go, get to go the Go to news. college. Just party. <laughs> the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We clearly had two wildly different college experiences. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, listener, if you want to get in touch with the show and let us know what your ethnic background is, I don't know why. It's kind of fun. Uh, just visit jockandnerd.com slash contact for all the ways Twitter, Facebook, email, speak, pipe, and our awesome Facebook group that's had some crazy fun conversations in the past week. Did you see that thread about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? That was I was fantastic. I was a participant in that thread. Yes, that was fantastic. The best part was Chris Williams started it, and then he comes in later. He's like, oh, is this still going on? <laughs> yeah, and you he like, brought it up. I was like, you were like, you brought it up. Yeah. And then he was like, go stroke a barbell. Basically, he said, go do some uh, goblet squats, which is, I, I was surprised he knew that. Kettlebell swings. Do some kettlebell squats and Turkish God, get-ups. Goblet squats. Yeah, Turkish get-ups. Those are hard. That shit is hard. Uh, but I want to share real quick a comment from uh, our listener, Wes Cranford, the Yank from Down Under. Who oh, is this ho- is great. He's hilarious. It makes no goddamn sense. I love Wes' sense of humor so much. I also have an email from him. Uh, uh, at the end of the show. Uh, he, this is what he says. I'm going to read it word for word because you kind of have to. He says, I'm settling into Discovery. Really enjoyed last ones. Have some nitpicks, but nothing major. It's interesting waiting on a show each week. I kind of like it as it gives you something to look forward and makes an, it makes it an event. Parentheses of one uh, crying emoticon, laughing emoticon, parentheses. Once you guys finish Game of Thrones, you should watch and Rugboy can pick it apart while Imran expresses joy and goes along with what everyone says, even when they contradict him and Anthony keeps them in line with a hint of derision. Love it. P.S. I'm really baked right now in case none of this makes sense. Good day, Wes. Uh, you win. I'm, you win. I'm glad that he uh, ended that with him being baked because yes. I was like, I don't know what the fuck any of this means. Well, the, I think he was talking about the uh, Star Trek Discovery in the beginning. The oh, show. is that what yes. he was talking about? Yes. I, I, I understood the last part where he yes. kind of like summed up our, our personalities on the show. But I was like, what is he talking about? It reminds but, me of the time when uh, <laughs> you called me one time yes. and left me a voicemail. Yes. And you, you went on this like long diatribe about how we should do a crossover with yeah. the three six five flicks guys. Yeah. And it'd be like sort of like a CW version or like our version of the CW's Arrow Flash. Yes, Legends Arrowverse of Tomorrow. crossover. Yeah, Arrowverse crossover. Yeah. And then you end it with I don't know if this any makes any sense right now, but I had to tell you because I'm really baked. <laughs> At the time, it sounded like the craziest idea. Like no one has come up with this in the history of like podcasting and recording media. I should use the word "I'm really stoned," which made yeah, it great. Yeah. So I was like, I have to see if this this holds up um, tomorrow morning. I'm just gonna send this to Anthony. So this was like this, this brought this those memories this is, back. This is why I love Wes Cranford. Also, if you're a new listener, that is a really uh, accurate description of the show. That's that's what you're gonna get. Is well, if you get really stoned, <laughs> yes. and you're a listener of the show, just write in because yeah. we will read it. Yes. And it will probably be hilarious. Please write in Wildstone. Don't yeah. worry about punctuation or grammar. Just free, that free is your, thought. That is your task for the yes. week. Go find some of your best bud. <laughs> smoke it. Yes. And then write in. I like this. Uh, show at jockandnerd.com is the email. Stoners, if you forget, just click the link in you the You probably will forget because you get you so probably, fucking stoned. I, and you've probably already <laughs> forgotten what we asked you to do. But that's fine. Just hit the 30 seconds back button right now and listen to it again. Wait, what? 
What were they saying? <laughs> uh, so this show, we got some news. Uh, I didn't even tell you guys what we're going to do. We had a bunch of new trailers. We talked about trailers last week. We got more trailers we're going to discuss. And our Game of Thrones first run watch seven years late continues <laughs> in the second half as we will discuss Game of Thrones season fiver uh, in, in detail. Yes, my lord. Yes, my lord. Call me Lord Imran of the Marijuana Shire. Uh, okay, so anything else I'm going to do, since you missed last week, yeah. we talked about like five trailers last week. Okay. So I'm going to name the trailer and you tell me comment or pass. Okay. Okay. Let's go. First one, we're going to start with television. The trailer for Happy on Sci-Fi. Pass. Which is, okay. <laughs> I don't fine. even know what that is. It's the one with the little tiny imaginary unicorn blue uh, unicorn. No, nope, no, nope, okay. not watching that. Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. Let me watch it right now. Okay, time jump, everyone. Talking nerd. Anthony, would you watch the show? What'd you think of the trailer? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not a big Runaways guy. I guess the concept is these kids find out that their parents are villains. Yeah, they find out that they're the kids of super villain, super a villains. super villain clan, and they all have powers. The parents Got have it. powers; they have powers. Right, right. And then they, they're, then they like they run, and people chase them, and hence <laughs> runaways. Okay, I know they were trying to make this a movie at one point. I don't know if I'd watch it. Okay, it looked kind of teenage angsty to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and not in the fun Spider-Man Homecoming kind of way, no, but more like, in the like. Nickelodeon, not even Nick. I don't even know. Like this well, tweener. Last, feel, last, feel? Yeah, yeah. Lug, Rug, Rug Boy said last week like an ABC Family TV soap opera. Either like that, or I even felt like it was like a UPN, like yes. the OC yes, kind of yes, feel. Ba- Especially yes, with yes. that music. That music, music was really kills weird. It. The music really, I don't like that tone with that music. That music was like, it reminded me of watching like The Hills on MTV yes, or something yes. like that. Yes, it's like the OC. Like if you just change the music alone, this show takes on like a whole different tone and uh, this one, I, I feel the same way. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting I concept. I know that yeah. uh, it was a, a very popular book amongst yep. comic book fans. Yep. It is an interesting concept, but that trailer did not sell me on it. Well, uh, maybe we'll check out the pilot or something and see what the tone I don't have Hulu, is like. But yeah. Uh, there's ways to watch. Okay. okay <laughs> next trailer, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Yes, I've watched that. Okay. What did you think? I liked it. I know Rug Boy was very hesitant on this movie. I wait, was wait, wait, before you continue, I'm gonna I know the answer to this question. I have to ask you, did you listen to last week's show? No, fuck no. Okay, I I'm right again. I do. I got the right answer. Okay, go ahead. Absolutely not. I'm not gonna listen. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm with you all the time. Um <laughs> anyways. Uh Pacific Rim Uprising. I liked the trailer. I thought I think the reason I liked it was because they had a, a song on there that was either Tupac or sounded like Tupac. Oh, okay. I thought the fucking music was amazing. Yeah, yeah. The stuff on screen was okay. I mean, it wasn't like mind-blowing. It wasn't terrible. It looked kind of fun. But to me, the the fucking music put it over the top. By the end of that trailer, I was like fucking pumped. Yeah, oh, it pumped you up. Oh, yeah. Like I was ready to run through a wall. It looks it looks like it's gonna be as fun as the first one and uh, it's bigger, but... uh, Well, I just... I mean, the part where it's like... I'm gonna get it on to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> See, music, music could do amazing music. things. It was the music. I mean, other than that, well. I mean, it's a lot of it shot during a, the daytime. Yeah, there's a lot of daytime shots of these Jaegers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. It what looks do you think like of how they look. Uh, the, the, they look kind of the same to me. They look like they they how they did in the first time. Except it's not okay. nighttime anymore. It's mostly in the no, day. Yeah. Are you a fan of John Boyega's mustache? 
Oh shit! I didn't even notice he had a mustache. Let me look <laughs> he's got at like now. a thin, light, like a uh, little porn stash, and hey, he's yeah. very British. Yeah, let him. You know, whatever. Yeah, you rock it. Yeah, you rock it. I like John Boyega. Stash. Yeah, yeah. I look. I liked it. I was less enthusiastic about this movie to start with, and then yeah. I saw the trailer, and I was like, "That looks good." All right, so the trailer did its job to hype you up. Okay, Justice League. Uh, that that oh, second yes. trailer, final trailer, final Whatever. trailer. What, it's the final. Jesus Christ! It feels like this trail. movie's been hyped and yes. built up to for like five years. Yes, is this ever coming out? Right. It's almost out, but you're right. It feels like the longest production. So much story, and we get another trailer, which kind of shows us. It showed us more of the same stuff, but different from the first trailer. But more of the same beats. But we see Clark motherfucking Kent. So I said, we do. <laughs> And this is what I asked Rugboy last week. I was like, oh, it's a dream. Of course. How many dream sequences do you think are in Justice League? I, I like that we started. So I'll start with this trailer now. I did see it. I like that we uh, started with Amy Adams, who is by far the most boring character in all of these movies. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> she's actually got absolutely no personality whatsoever. I like that also um, we start with Clark Kent because it's the worst kept secret ever that he's in this movie. And I yes. like that they kind of emphasize that he's got a hairy chest. My I, oh. I, I, a hairy chested Superman. That's that's exactly Someone what I was looking for. Someone is looking at Henry Cavill's chest. Well, here. he's got like I guess a, he a button the... unbuttoned, and it's like yeah, it yeah, focuses yeah. in on his chest. So it's like, it oh, does. hairy chested Superman. He's oh, now yeah. he's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the trailer itself, I was very underwhelmed by that. I yeah. I thought honestly, I thought it looked kind of shitty, especially when they get to the part where the city is red. Like yes. that to me looks terrible. I don't care what I, anybody says. That doesn't look. I I know that a lot of big like Marvel uses CGI and all that stuff. Yeah. But that world does not look like anything at all. It's just so obviously all done in post. Right. It's right. because it the, the no first couple trailers it. had it at night, and then yes. now they've changed it in the last couple trailers to just yes. like a red. I think they yes. wanted to create a con- contrast so you could see the characters better. Yeah. But ah, that looks. That doesn't look good. Hmm. That, that, that world does not I, look lived in at all. I know. I I, I kind of see what you're saying. I agree. It, I mean, it, it's, it's really... literally like again, all movies use CGI. A lot of movies use yeah. C- green screen, but this literally is like we went into a studio, green screen studio, and just yeah. filmed all of this. And that's how Snyder felt. There's something about his green screen that always bothers me. It just it. I feel like he uses it when it's not necessary a lot. But, yeah. and that's what kind of there's a me. fine line between like making it look comic booky and like otherworldly. And making yeah. it look completely fake, but when like Aquaman's flying around killing parademons and shit, yeah, yeah, that to me it, is it, not, yeah, that doesn't I look mean, good. It's, it's no, I'm watching it now. You're right. It's just like there's no lighting on him, and that last it's very video game esque. Yeah, yeah. And this, what do you think of this Aquaman who's just going, my man? Yeah, I, I go, oh, yeah. I go back and forth on it, Aquaman. Like, <laughs> do you like this Aquaman? I, I, I like sometimes. I like Dirtbag Aquaman, and then I'm like. Yeah. Okay, like, why is this guy, this guy his his entire role is just going to be like, uh, yeah. fucking jo- jock motherfucker that has like two lines and just says like all the cool shit, and then yeah. like, Flash for me, like I know some people find him funny, yeah. I find him to be like it's already a bumbling, him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, and, and not in like a yeah. like a oh like kind of cute like oh I I he's he's special like it's more like you're just a moron you're an idiot and we've seen three like three really goofy joke moments from him and it's kind of like the same thing yeah it's like the joke moments are like 
it's one of those like Whedon kind of feels where like a character is just there to tell yeah. jokes. Yes. And he doesn't seem like a real person. He's just like, oh, uh, that's the signal. We're, oh, I'm sorry. That's the signal. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. It's, so, just, it's very forced <laughs> for me. It, uh, if you I can't tell, I didn't like this trailer. Uh, so speaking of the Joss Whedon, do you see any influence of Whedon in any of this? It's hard to tell. I mean, yeah. from what the rumors are, he filmed a lot of the stuff that is like the connective tissue. Like ah. He reshot a lot of like the talky scenes. Yes, yes. So um wasn't a ton of talking, so we'll see. Mm. I feel I well, I yeah. feel like this movie is definitely gonna have a bigger focus on Wonder Woman than it probably had before. Plus, they have to like give you origins or introduce like three new characters yeah. uh, that we've never met. Like, and and then also I said last week, like, there's really no sense of like plot or store story. It's like uh, this guy attacks, he gets these people, they got to fight him. Like, uh, I, what else is there? What is there going to be more? Oh, and I also have to say the uh, the We Can Be Heroes song. Yeah, didn't like it. No, Super, it's, it's like. Yeah. Again, it's something where like a lot of trailer movies are very spot on with their music, but this one is like Zack Snyder to a T, where it's like, yes, not even like, uh, like background music or something that's like you can connect the dots and see how this music would connect to this no, trailer. He's no, telling it you is, he's telling you he could be heroes. Right, he's literally <laughs> slapping you in the face with it. Literally, like and when it, he yes. did Man of Steel, and he did like three scenes where. Uh, Superman was either in a church or falling with his hands out like he's on the cross. I'm like, yes, I get it. We you get think he's it. fucking Jesus. I get it. <laughs> You're, he, he's, no, there's nothing yeah. subtle about what Jack, Zack no. Snyder does. And I know he probably didn't make the trailer, but it feels like he was like, yep, we're using We Can Be Heroes to be the Ham, fucking... Ham-fisted, you know, heavy-handed. And remember, the other trailer, he's telling us they're going to come together yep. with a cover of... Also, I hate the choice of the covers of these great songs. I almost feel like if we're going to do that, just play the fucking Beatles song. Right. Play the fucking Bowie song. Don't give me these shitty covers. Yeah. I don't, I don't like these, them. Uh, these songs are, uh, I don't know. I don't like them. <laughs> so Kevin Halden on the Facebook group oh, loved reportedly right? post. Well, he loved it, but he posted that reported runtime of almost three hours. Possibly this is going to be a two well, hour. He posted it, movie. but then it was like uh, from a guy named Vinny. Like, come I, on, and I, I, I tried to look it up and it's like not actually confirmed anywhere. Yeah, dude, come I on, come on. So. Post, uh, post some stuff from some credible sources. <laughs> Where's the source? Vinny. He, he, hey, he is notorious for posting on our Facebook group, like poorly written articles <laughs> of defending like DC stuff and stuff that's like, from bad websites or like things that just flat out like are lies or nothing like, like no, if, nothing listener, credible. if the listener out there joins our Facebook group or is part of the Facebook group the minute you post an article from uh, what is that moviepilot.com terrible I am banning you from the group I'm sorry you cannot post anymore yeah, movie pilot not, is like a, some fan wrote that <laughs> do not post anything from moviefuckpilot.com uh, but yeah, and we'll get into, yeah, yeah, I mean, this movie's just taking forever. I wonder what you guys thought and, of it, uh, but I can listen to the show. We don't need to recap. You can listen to the show. Uh, that's kind of what I said. All right, last one we talked about last week, Star Wars okay. episode, uh, what is it, 8th, The Last, last Jedi. Jedi. I saw this. All righty. Um, when did they show this? It was during a sports uh, thing, right? During Monday Night Football, I yes, believe. Yes, because the Bears were playing, so I was watching this. Yes, yes. So you saw it I while saw it, it aired. while it aired, and I haven't seen it yeah. since, so I'm kind of fuzzy on the details. Um, yeah. It looks I, like well, some ominous shit's happening. A lot more uh, Luke, some Princess Leia action, and then it looked like they might have like spoiled something at the end. Well, you know, it looks Ryan like Johnson, uh, what's his name? Yeah, 
What's her name? The girl? Ray. Yeah. Ray, Ray and- says, I need someone to help me find my place. And it cuts to Kylo and his outstretched yeah, arm. Yeah, they shake hands, right? Yeah, but it could. No, he just has a, his hand out and, and that's it. Oh, okay. So, and but, Ryan again, Johnson that, tweeted out like, "Hey, this is a great trailer, but like, yeah, yeah. if you don't, if you really want to avoid spoilers, don't watch this." However, we also discussed on last week's show. I think that was a little of just PR, okay. uh, you know, yeah, hiding yeah. because we talked about. I found an article that said that Lucas that they actually sat down and they have a a a plan. They're like, "Here's all the stuff we will not reveal." This all this stuff is off limits. Here's what you can. And I really don't think it could be cut to look that way. I really don't think they give away anything, but I think they want you to think so. But I love the way they cut these Star Wars trailers because what it does for me is it leaves me with like a million more questions without giving anything away and really sucking me in. I was like, I have to see what happens because I'm like, does Ray go to the dark side? Does Kylo go to the light side? Does Luke go bad? Who the fuck is Snoke? What's going on there? Like, I love that it does this and it always succeeds in doing that. I mean, this is probably the uh, this is the second movie, so it's like that uh, Empire Strikes Back feel where the it's heroes gonna be the, are going to be yeah. in the down in the dumps probably by the end of it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if is it Ren Ray Ray is like turned on the dark side because they're in yeah. the beginning they're not even they're not, they're like she, she doesn't even really want to use the force or something yep. right. Yeah, she's like she's super strong, yeah. like more. She doesn't powerful. need the force or some. Shit. You know, and there's that line they they allude to like Luke's Jedi castle being burned down, and he's like, "I saw something that was powerful before. It didn't scare me then. It scares me now." And did you guys you know, talk you can, about how Luke? Do you think he's going to die in this? Well, we know Carrie Fisher's probably not going to make it out of the movie. R.I.P. Luke, I think if anything, might turn to like the dark side or be the gray Jedi. The last but Jedi. It's the last Jedi. And uh, like Empire Strikes Back, it's going to be the darker movie and it's going to end all fucked up. It's got to end all broken apart so that there's something to build back up in the last movie. So who knows? But the the, the curiosity, the questions, uh, the way it, that that like, you think of watching the way they cut these trailers is great. Like that's that's like a, a complete different comparison to like Justice League trailers. Like the, like this is how you do it right. Justice League. At least they're not showing us everything, but they probably are. I don't know. Also, we have the title of the next uh, standalone spinoff, the Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's appropriately titled Solo, a Star Wars story, which sounds like a documentary <laughs> of like a cup company, like a paper cup company. Uh, Solo. I don't know. I just thought that was. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, a weird, I mean, Han Solo, but yeah, weird. They could have done Han Solo. It's just like Solo. I think of paper cups. Whatever. All right. So those are the trailers catching up now. New trailers. New trailers. New trailers for this week. Again, starting with television. Uh, There was a new Stranger Things season two trailer. And I put it in here, Anthony, because you watched the first one and you have not seen the first season and you got all excited. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought maybe you'd be interested in watching this one. Have you seen it? Should I watch it now? Uh, Sure. It's long. Okay. (laughs) Time jump. (laughs) Nerd. Okay, I, I think this is really interesting because you have not watched the first season. No. But you watched that first trailer. You watched this one. I was one. sold on that first trailer. Okay, yes. you were pumped up. I remember. What did you think of this trailer? This one, I was not as pumped. Yeah. I like the music. I think it's well done. I love the, mu- the, trailer. the music. It's so 80s like uh, yeah. horror. There's a lot of 80s stuff going on in there. Again, the 80s is not my thing. Yeah. But I saw like a, like a Karate Kid kind of feel. Uh, um. Judgment Day. Yeah, there's he has uh, giant monster. Giant monster. Uh, a lot of shit. 
Yeah, I don't know. It looks looks good. I, I'm more curious to hear what you think because honestly, I I'm sure that trailer would have hit me harder if I knew what who the characters well, were. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing about this trailer: it's heavily based on if you have seen the first yeah, season. That's what it seems like. Where the other one yeah. was like, I feel cool. This is just a cool trailer. It was like a little scene from the show giving you the feel. You didn't really have to know anything, right. you know. Uh, also, the guy, the cop there with the beard, that's David Harbor. That's the guy playing Hellboy. Oh, cool. Uh, so. Yeah, no, I really love this trailer. Uh, the music's great. Uh, it's it, it's a great way. It has a lot of callbacks from the, the first season, like the bat with the nails in it that got used, and you see a lot of characters. One thing that's weird is that girl with the curly hair who took the Eggo waffles. Mm-hmm. Her name is Oh, Eleven. that was a girl? That was a girl. That was a girl, oh. yeah. Her <laughs> name is Eleven, and the we, we kind of knew she was going to be in this season, I guess. It kind of uh, resolves a cliffhanger that they left at the end of last season. So it's oh. almost like a little spoiler. I kind of wish they didn't let us know Eleven was going to be in it, because when that the, stinks, you know, when the first season ends, you don't know what happened to her. Like she's gone. You think she died, basically. So, hmm. but I'm glad she's back because she's an amazing character. She's a very she she controls a lot of what happens in this other world and the upside down. She has a lot of powers. Uh, she can make things happen. And it's very mysterious. Uh, but I'm psyched for this season, but I think you have to watch the first season to enjoy this. Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I mean, that, that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, you definitely should highly recommend it. It's really good. Okay. Let's move on to the next trailer for another TV show on Netflix. Again, we have a second trailer for the Punisher. And not only that, we finally have a release date. Geek boner. Guess what day it's coming out on. The same day as Justice League. They would do that. November 17th. First of all, you think this is going to hurt the Justice League box office? No, no. So we, we, we know they pushed this back because of the, the shootings in Vegas, and mm-hmm. they probably wanted to go a week earlier. And they, and they, and, or maybe this was always planned. I don't know. But like to put it on the same day, like, what do you do that day? What would you, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm watching Justice League first and then yeah. and then watch the punch yeah, yeah okay uh what'd you think of this trailer i liked it i mean i i, I think uh the only thing i the only thing i didn't like or was kind of confused on is i thought we had established how his family got killed in season two of daredevil yeah. and this yes. kind of felt like they're changing it or ignoring it because in season two of daredevil i might be wrong but i thought his family just got caught up in a drug sting yeah so but then it, was it yeah. then the the blacksmith was he involved then? I don't remember. That's the thing. I don't remember. But this seems like his family was like murdered on purpose. Well, yeah. This and so they they're starting to allude that when he was part of the military, they kind of hitman. They turned him into a hitman. They made him torture, or they tortured him. Uh, and then I guess he was also a witness to a crime. And then they took his family out trying to get to him or something. Is kind of what. They're saying, but the, look, the one thing I found for in uh, in the one minute I took like to look this up is somebody wrote, uh, I was like, what was Daredevil Punisher's origin in Daredevil season two? Uh, and basically, it, it all it says is uh, a beautiful wife, two innocent young children gunned down when unexpectedly caught in the crossfire of a gang war in Central Park. In response, Frank himself, a former Marine, committed himself to a one-man war against all crime in New York City, but in particular the three gangs. So there was the Irish, the bikers, and the cartel um, uh, that that were part of this. So I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, maybe- I think there was something where his it was like a cover-up, and then the blacksmith was involved and might have taken out his family. But it seemed like to me, and 
at the end of Daredevil season two, he helps kill the hand people, but he really his his mission was done. Yeah. And now, um, obviously, this season they didn't plan on having a Punisher season, so now they have to figure out a way to to get him back in the game and make him become the Punisher because. Although he puts on the vest at the end, he's still really not the Punisher in, at the end of season two. Right, right. So I think what they've done is they're going back into the well of his family being killed and it being a huge, massive cover-up by the military. So now he's got to hunt the fucking military and the government's involved and all this shit. I like so. it. I like it. I guess it'll start with him like as Punisher and then you're going to get to these flashback scenes. Hmm. There may be even like whole episodes. Overall, I liked it. Yeah, violent, intense. Karen Page is in it more than I thought, or at least the trailer. You think Daredevil shows up at all? No, I don't think I so. Know. Just Karen Page. They it's, should keep it more focused on the Punisher. Dude, I, li- I like the music. Like, it's metal. Like, this is metal. You want something metal? You, this, this is the right use of metal on a, a, a subject that yeah, he's Yeah, metal, metal, metal for the Punisher seems appropriate. Holy shit. So, November 17th, all that shit drops. Uh, figure out what you're going to do. Get your tickets for Justice League. Uh, sit in front of the couch. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, one note about Netflix. We talked about how they're raising the prices. Uh, there's a, a report from Variety that Netflix is planning on spending uh, $8 billion on original content in 2018, and they're planning to release 80 original films that year. Wow. Also, 80. Uh, that That's crazy. That's a lot. I, yeah, I think they spent six billion the last year or the year before, and they've raised it to eight billion. So this is where you know, that one two dollar uh, subscription increase is gonna go. Uh, going to making more films. Holy shit! So there, eight billion, uh, eight, eight, eight billion, eighty films. Uh, I'm still looking forward to Bright whenever that fucking comes out. Oh yeah, that's coming. Remember? 90 million. And then uh, Scorsese Joe from work told me to watch American Vandal. Oh, that's really good. It's kind of a parody of all these like true crime, like making a murderer. Yeah. It's a parody of that about this uh, high school kid or it's, it's at drawn, a high school drawn dicks. Yeah. And, and one day all the cars in the parking lot of dicks spray painted on them. Yeah. They try to figure it out. I've watched the first couple episodes. It's, it's funny. It's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but um, Scorsese has a gangster movie coming out with De Niro, and they give him a hundred million for that movie. So. Holy fuck! Yeah, Bright is ninety million. So wow, ne- Netflix ain't stopping. No, that, that's not. Those Any are good budgets. Time soon. Okay, let's get to some big screen trailers. All let's right. start with the new Mutants trailer from Fox, written and directed by Josh Boone. Uh, uh well, first of all, wow, <laughs> wow. This is uh, a very different X-Men movie trailer. Yeah. Um, right? <laughs> I, my friend Irwin, who's been on the show, Irwin. Um, said this, and I, I'm going to not quote him, but kind of paraphrase. He was like, this is kind of the advantage for Fox, is although Fox's continuity is all fucked up, and a lot of times they make bad films, they can kind of take a risk like this. Yep. Whereas Marvel probably can't. Yep. Um, and this trailer, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. But I hope they're not bait and switching with this vibe because this vibe is horror movie to a T. No, I don't think they are. This is definitely, the, this is like uh, the scariest hospital I've ever seen. First of all, just fucking what kind of fucked up hospital is this? Right. And the jump scares are great. 
Uh, it's it, it it is it's got an amazing horror vibe. It's unlike any X Men movie. But we this is what we talked about. Disney and Marvel would never take this risk. Fox, this is their chance. Look at what they've given us already with Logan, with right. Deadpool, with Legion, even the Gifted. Like all these things, kind of have this cool edginess. And like aside from Age of Apocalypse, uh, as far as the the timeline is concerned, like I don't even care anymore. Just right. do what you're doing now. Keep it coming. Uh, this is coming out April 13, 2018. And I knew Maisie Williams was in this, but then when I saw it again, I was like, hey, it's Arya Stark. She's in the movie uh, as Wolfsbane. The thing is about this trailer is it's so different yeah. from what you would expect from a superhero movie that I think, A, the casual fan won't know this is a superhero movie. Which could work for it. It could work, but also, B, I don't know if they even know if this is an X-Men kind of film. No. Like, no. it's called The New Mutants, so you, yeah. you might know, but the way the trailer's shot and cut there's not much of a f- connection to the x-men uh that yeah, that, so that might hurt yeah that's interesting uh that i like so the the logo the scratchy new mutants way it's written but you know what this will pull in superhero uh genre fans it'll pull into horror fans like it has a bigger audience like and there's crossover uh but i believe so he's planning to kick off a trilogy of horror movies josh boone starting with this new mutants film uh this is there's some interesting stuff here new mutants first of all uh created by chris claremont bob mcloyd 1982 Mm -hmm. but uh this is what uh boone says he says we brought it to fox as a trilogy of films really all based on that long run by bill sinkevich and kind of incorporate some stuff from later issues in the 80s these are all going to be horror movies and they're all going to be their own distinct kind of horror movie this is certainly the rubber reality supernatural horror movie. The next one will be a completely different kind of horror movie. Our take was just to go examine the horror genre That's through cool. comic book movies and make each one its own distinct sort of horror film. How awesome is that? I love that. They could do a sub-genres within the horror genre and, and do a tribute to each of those. I don't have any feel if it's going to be any good, yeah. but the trailer's well done, and I got to respect that they're trying something here. Yes, there, there's also hints in the trailer, and he's talked about their their uh, they were inspired by this uh, storyline called the Demon Bear story, which is probably one of the best known New Mutant story. So I was saying that the logo, the scratchy writing, like that's very Bill Sienkiewicz, mm-hmm. and Bill Sienkiewicz was uh, this was a uh, New Mutants eighteen to thirty one, thirty five to thirty eight. So this is where there's like a demon bear. You see some scratches well, on the girl's face. This movie I'm looking on Wikipedia. Great source. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You should uh, cite this in all your bibliographies, kids. Um, Absolutely. It's <laughs> where you do your book reports. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, inspired by the works of Stephen King and John Hughes. So that's two different. Yes. They also said they drew on movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Stephen King stuff, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warrior. So like but then John Hughes. That's a strange. John, well, yeah. It's going to be like Spider-Man was inspired. Homecoming inspired by John right. Hughes. I like, I love this feel. And if they do do this like. Like, again, like Stranger Things, it's almost like this 80s horror vibe mm-hmm. uh, that really works. And it fits for the run of this book that they did it. So, and then, you know, that was the Sienkiewicz came on uh, New Mutants. That was, it became really dark and not as comic booky, And it got kind of serious. Ignoring, like you said, ignoring Apocalypse. Yes. Um, they, Fox Apocalypse. has been kind of in, on yeah. a roll with these things. Yeah. At least with like making these things feel different and, yes. and not worrying so much about continuity. 
Oh, I love that each one is like Logan's like a Western, right. Deadpool's your hangover comedy, this one's a horror movie, Legion, Legion. is your weird sci-fi fucking mind trip. Right. Oh, so good. And so then this you got the up, gifted, which is getting good reviews. Yeah, and the gifted is like your family drama on the run, and I and I'm really loving that. I love I love this. I'm kind of like excited if that that they're taking these risks and giving us something edgy because this is the way to go. So this comes out April 13th, 2018, Deadpool 2, June 1st, 2018, X-Men Dark Phoenix, November 2nd, 2018. Three X-Men movies in 2018 mm. all year round. It's going to be good year for X-Men fans. Spectacular. Cool. Spectacular. <laughs> I don't know what you wanted me to say. Nothing. That's it. They're, they're real and they're spectacular. You know what is spectacular? This last fucking trailer oh, we're going to yeah. talk about. Holy crap. Black Panther Geek drops a new trailer. And again, just wowie wowa, like fucking Borat. I watched this thing a bunch of times. Yeah. Woo. Anthony, you started off. What do you want to talk about? Fucking Ooh. this thing was amazing. Uh, Black Panther looks awesome. Um, it it looks unlike anything Marvel's done so far. I like the fact that you feel like you've seen all of everything on Earth on Marvel. Yes. And now you're like, no, nope, you haven't What's seen this? everything. Now you're seeing some Afrofuturism. Dude, how amazing does Wakanda look? Like, I want to go there. Like, it lo- it has like a Blade Runner feel. Or Th- this like, is the it- thing. So that while Wakanda. And I'm going to bash on Justice League because it's just in my fucking DNA to bash on anything Zack Snyder does. Yes. Um, when they do like the shots of Wakanda and they like do the close-ups, it feels lived in. It feels yes. like a real fucking place. It doesn't feel like those movies, like those Star Wars movies in the in the early 2000s where the it was like... The prequels were yeah. all green screen. And yeah. that's the same thing that's happening in Justice League. Justice that is League, such that a great point. Red, that, that red background, yes. it doesn't feel real. No. But this, even though there it is CGI, there are sets here, and it feels fucking real. Yeah, it, yeah, that's that that is a great comparison, and that like that's the problem with Snyder CG the the, the green screen he does it just it all goes it's flat. Like, it becomes hyper reality and like Too, video yes, gamey yes where this kind of is still like you want to go here you would think again another city in a bubble another just city like in Wonder, a bubble, Woman, Wonder Woman just like yeah. Inhumans Inhumans too they're kind oh, of yeah. in a bubble yeah yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. First, he's got all these like bumps on his body that were kind of like make giving me the heebie-jeebies. I was like, oh, what? It's, what it's the part fuck? of his suit. It looks like a nanotech yes. for his suit. Now you see him turn into a gold suit, and at first you're gonna be like, oh, they're doing the thing again. They're doing the where, thing where he fights evil. Him. Where the bad guy has the opposite version of his well, suit. Let, let's like, list these oh, already. So you have yes, Iron Man fought Obadiah Iron Monger. Stane. Yes, and Obadiah Hulk Stane. versus. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck does he call him? Uh, Abomination. Abomination. Evil him. Yep. Cap versus Red Skull. Evil yep. him. Yep. Um, Doctor Strange versus the uh, what's his face? Uh, Max uh, Middleson's guy. Uh, oh fuck, I can't remember his name. But an evil sorcerer. Evil, evil sorcerer. <laughs> Thor versus uh, Loki. Evil, evil Asgardian. Ant Man versus Yellow Jacket. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's pretty spot on. They do this all the time. <laughs> So, so that's the that, only drawback to this. That got me a yeah. little bit worried, but aside from that, like, oh, the sets look amazing. The costume looks amazing. That purple shit is on him. Remember, I looked at that poster. Yeah, and I was like, is that going to be in the movie? There's purple hue on him, and it's contrasted with the gold hue. That's how you're going to distinguish each black yeah, pants. Yeah, you got to know which one. But actually, if you look closely, I saw some screenshots. Killmonger suit looks more like a uh, not a panther, a leopard. A leopard or a jaguar? Yeah. I forget what it is. It's well, a different cat. A panther is a leopard. Oh. 
just a, it's just. Without... I think it's a jaguar then. No, it's a leopard. Oh, he's is a leopard. Panthers are leopards. Black Panther. No, but uh, Killmonger suit. He's a leopard. He's a leopard. Well, God it's the it. contrast of a panther. Oh, the opposite of a panther is a leopard, but panther is a no, leopard. No, but a panther. Is, a panther is a leopard. It's you know just I don't care. It's anymore. just its fur is different. <laughs> if you okay. if you look close enough, the panther panther has spots too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Dude, how about him running off the side of that building and ripping the wheel off of the car? I was that like, oh shit! Oh, shit. I did see a a, 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 re- a review from Weekly Planet, which I kind of agreed with. Yeah, they they loved it too. But they were like, yeah. the only thing we didn't like besides the he's fighting evil him, but yeah. it, that can be justified because Michael jo- Michael B. Jordan looks like he's acting his ass off. Yeah, he's is, gonna. He looks great. The part where like he's jumping across the buildings and like jumping up in the air. Yeah. Kind of had a Daredevil 2003 feel where the, the character <laughs> no. really yes. doesn't feel like he has these abilities. It feels like now he's just jumping off trampolines or like it's just he's so springy that it's not but real. I buy it with the Panther because yeah. the suit is the fucking Panther. Right. Black Panther. It's going to Daredevil has no fucking Black Panther suit. He's just a guy. And all of a sudden you could jump three stories in the air. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also uh, you see Claw has a weapon. Um, and did you think it was too spoilery at all? I saw somebody was like, are they showing too much in no, this? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I love, so I mean, you, you notice- get the gist that Michael B. Jordan, yeah. as he says, wants to burn it all down, which I think he wants to become, yes. he doesn't feel like uh, Chadwick Boseman's character is the rightful Black Panther. Is worthy. Yeah, and I hope there's like a Game of Thrones I, power struggle. I had to look this up so we don't get called out on it. A panther is a versatile word that can refer to, to different leopards, oh. jaguars, or mountain lions, it refer oh. it can refer to a melanistic or black cat. Also, oh, panther is like the umbrella term. Yeah, it's basically they, they lose their their melatonin or I don't know some they shit. They have vitiligo, just, just like, like the me. opposite Yay. vitiligo. Yeah, it's reverse vitiligo. Man, I wish I had reverse vitiligo, then I'd be brown again. They have uh, melanism. But- <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a it's a pigmenty thing. Yeah, it's a pigment. All right, there is your animal lesson for the episode. Yeah. I hope you learned something. This is definitely a very different looking Marvel movie. It looks man. great, though. I'm really yeah. excited. And what's what's cool about it is I'm sure they're going to have the jokes because Marvel loves to have jokes in there. But it it feels different than, say, like a Thor Ragnarok. Like Thor Ragnarok looks like Taika Waititi funny comedy, which, by the way, Thor Ragnarok, 100% around tomatoes. Um, uh, yeah, 100% now. I'm yeah, or somewhere close know. to there, but it's also like a 7.9 on the on the actual rating, so that's good. But Black Panther feels, like I said, Afrofuturism, very culture cultured in 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 steeped yes. in African culture. So it just feels like something we haven't seen yet. By the way, total total sidebar. Do you want to go into Thor Ragnarok knowing that it's this is going to be the funniest Marvel movie yet? I don't know. I feel like it just all me maybe jokes, which may be okay. Yeah, we'll see. I feel, I I'm kind of like, worried. I, I, I'm worried. I feel like that's the default review for every Marvel movie at this yes, point. Is funniest, funniest movie Marvel ever. movie? Yes. yes. Yeah. Each one keeps having that. I thought that was Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, uh, real quick, we got to talk about the music. I have loved the, oh, music, yeah. the music in all these trailers. The first trailer had "Run the Jewels." Legend has it. 
where they were like, step into the spotlight. That shit is awesome. See, that's that, what that, I, this music, again, step, it's yes. subtle. It's not, yes, I can be a Black Panther. We are, <laughs> yes, it's not a song called, in fact, here's how, here's how much thought, check this out, here's how much thought and subtlety went into this. The first song is a song by this guy, Vince Staples. Are you familiar yeah. with him? It's called Bag Back. Yep. That's like the first minute. Fucking great song. I went and I looked it up on YouTube. I was like, this song rules. Once you get to the Killmonger pot, it goes to Gil Scott Heron's The Revolution Will Not Be Televised from 1970. Now, Gil Scott Heron was like a beat poet in the 60s. He does like a, a spoken word thing. The, uh, that, that song is amazing. And it was huge. Part of the civil rights movement, the phrase, the revolution will not be televised was a popular slogan in the sixties for guess who the black Panther party fucking think of that. That kind of thought is so cool. Yeah, it's great. It, the music's been great on both of these. It feels, uh, it feels like Kugler and everybody that's involved with this is just fully embracing everything about being black and being African-American and being African and, and just taking all of that and putting just a shit ton of culture in this. Yes. It, it, oh man, it's so exciting to see, to see this and to see it uh, with, with such amazing production and uh, this whole team behind it. Did you see, I got to steal this joke from the internet. Did you see that new poster, uh, the black Panther poster? Yeah. Where it's, like, uh, Bilbo Baggins and yes. uh, whatever the fuck his name <laughs> They're is. Like the only two white guys on this poster are Bilbo and uh, Gollum. Uh, uh, Gollum. Yeah. He goes, they got the token white guys on here. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, shit. you win. You win for that one. The totally, that's not my joke, but it's pretty fucking fun. Uh, there was that. I also saw someone make a joke that when are the, um, when is the, extreme right gonna complain that there's no white panther in this <laughs> where's the white panther <laughs> oh shit that's a good one too oh there's, you can't have a white panther i'm not watching this what about the rest of us yeah how about every other movie you fuck what about uh, what about us though what about us when are we finally gonna get our white panther movie it looks good uh, I, I also have to uh, throw in just a quick thing black panther's handshake with his sister shuri Yes. Again, another just small moment, but I'm like, wow, they're, I like those. I like that. I like their little thing going on there. Apparently, Shuri like made all the tech. Yeah, apparently, like, she's, she's like tech girl. Just as smart, if not smarter, than Tony Stark when it comes to and, the tech. Yes, which is crazy. And that per- that scene where the sky's purple and there's a tree and he's wearing white yeah. and it kind of looks like Lion King. That's that. Uh, I guess that's the mystical realm where like when they die, they go there and you could be re- what it's resurrected. Called, yeah. Uh, yeah, Metropolis? I read it somewhere. I can't. Uh, some, something like that. Well, the purple but, stuff was like relatively new. I think that might be like when he absorbs the, the when he gets the Black Panther, yeah, uh, or like when he um absorbs the past the the past powers yeah. of all the other Black Panthers, yes, and he becomes yes. the King of the Dead. Yes, all the spirits live in this this purple. It looks gorgeous. Like the colors, the set. There's that one shot of this car that's all made of lights and shit that she's driving. Like, what is that? Yeah. Also, how about Michael B. Jordan? I guess this is also like the comics. If you notice, he has an American accent. So clearly he was like exiled when he yep. was a kid, didn't grow up there and came back and wants the throne. Oh, fucking love it. Yeah, love the good. music. Here's a job Ryan Coogler won't have <laughs> is directing the sequel to Creed because... Guess who's directing it? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, shit. White man takes a black man's job. Why is anybody upset about this? <laughs> I think I'm outraged. We need to start a petition. How dare he? I, that's uh, he's, exciting. He's very, I think I mean, that's he's very capable. I, I, Rocky Balboa was good. Yeah. Rocky was like good. four of those, yeah. I think. No, he did yeah. a couple. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. I mean, Creed was fantastic. I don't know if you've seen Creed. 
Nah, you know what? I still haven't seen it. Very but I'm, good. I'm excited that Stallone is a step behind the camera to do like I would another rather, Rocky I'd be movie. more excited if Coogler was there. Oh, okay. honestly, but Stallone's yeah. not a bad. Stallone was great in it too. I got. I got to see it still. Uh, Reed is great. I have not. Uh, last thing uh, I want to mention before we wrap I mean, up. The you news don't want to see Killmonger segment? and Valkyrie hook up. Oh shit! That's what happens in that movie. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, Tessa Thompson. They're both. Oh right, right. Ooh, that's that's cool. Yeah. I, no, I gotta check it out. I just there's so many things I gotta watch. Yeah. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention is this article about uh, Marvel Studios and how they deal with new directors that may or may not be uh, very familiar with like intense CGI. All of a sudden. We've seen this happen with other studios and 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 things not go down well where you get these up-and-coming guys, but they don't know how to handle all this tech. Well, apparently, Marvel has like a crash course uh, for new directors that helps get them up to speed. Uh, visual effects supervisor Theo Bialik, who is the supervisor in Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, talks about uh, what what they do. He's like, they so they kind of get a crash course on how you do these shots. They also quickly learned that in the art of visual effects, that everything goes by in an expo exponential curve. You don't really see a linear progress on a film. For visual effects, it's very much a lot of overhead. Days go slow, and they ramp up rapidly at the end of the show. So it takes a little while for someone who's not familiar with it to get comfortable with the idea that you don't see a lot of progress across all the shots until you sort of figure out what the key shots are. Hmm. Uh, I think, I mean, this is so smart, and this is why, like, they get these guys, like the Russo brothers and these TV guys, and, and these guys can deliver amazing product without minimal drama, you know, like some other places and some other places. <laughs> I don't really have much of a comment. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised they have a crash course because they yeah. hire a lot of uh, small budget directors, and it's their first foray into big budget movies, so. It's just smart. It's like, it's almost like they're, you know, it's going to like filmmaking school in a way and you're getting paid and you get a gig and you're learning because then you could take that and, and, and uh, take that experience and move on pretty quickly. Like, oh, I think that's great that they do this. One more quote in here, which I thought was interesting was he talks about the difference between working with Sony and working with Marvel and Sony. Oh, okay. Right. He says the only real difference that in the previous Spider-Man films, Sony had been a primary vendor doing the bulk of the shots, 2000 shots or something. This film, the way Marvel likes to operate is they like to split it up between multiple vendors and allows you to kind of work on things more spread out, more sequences all at the same time. They have more people working on it and it also allows for a shorter production cycle. So that was different working on a smaller amount, but over a much shorter amount of time. So probably the same amount of stress, but just get a feel to it. So uh, it's, uh, I think it's very telling. Hmm. It's very interesting, the differences. Yeah, I don't got much. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, that's it. Uh, that's it for the news, everybody. We're going to take a quick break, play some promos of some indie shows you should check out, and we will be right back with Game of Thrones Season 5. Uh, you got to take a yeah, body break? Okay, me too. Whoa, what the fuck is that? Uh... That's my phone ringing, but that's not my ringtone. Oh, I'm going to see who it is. Hello. Hey, Imran. It's it's David from A Place to Hang Your Cape. David. David Malofsky. What's up? How's it going? Well, this is weird. You're calling me. Is everything okay? Yeah. Um, Have you seen Scott recently? But yeah, he's about like five foot uh, eight, wears uh, blonde hair, wears uh, 3D glasses. I've seen him. I know what he yeah, looks like. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen him like this week? 
Oh, have I, have I seen him? No, he lives in another country, David. You're calling America. That man have lives you, on the same land you do. Well, have you have you heard from him or anything? Like he's so he he's kind of gone missing and what? I'm 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 kind of I'm just trying everyone. Wow, you know, not to uh demean this whole important situation by playing a sound effect that feel, says how I feel, but... Oh, shit. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, have you uh, have you checked the 3D glasses stores? It's the only you thing know, I can think of. Ooh, a 3D glasses store. Well, I, I might check there next, but... Um, have there ever been reports of anyone smashing a window in the Disney store? You might want to check those out, too. Yeah, um, I actually did phone the local Disney store. They confirmed okay. that all of their windows are not smashed. Mm, um, that's odd. So yeah, even more of a mystery. And I called up in Edinburgh as well. So a little weird. Um, yeah, I've, I've even, I've even tried calling some other podcasts he's been on and look, I I'm sort of at my wits end, but there's this old podcasting myth that I've heard that if your host goes missing, yeah, you can get everyone to believe then maybe he'll come back. Sounds like a bunch of horseshit, David. The way you show that you believe is you listen in to our Halloween special coming out uh, October 31st. And oh. if, you, if you can get as many listeners out there to help us, and if they can believe in us and believe in Scott, then maybe, just maybe, he'll come home safe. Believes hope in Scott and believe him to come back safe. Well, sounds like a bunch of new age bullshit, but you know what? I'll try it. What do we got to lose? Uh, I love the poor bastard. Uh, you know, I've heard him. He has a lot of enemies if you listen to his rants. So I, this is very disconcerting. Well, I'm just going to give a shout out to all you listeners out there. If you can please help us save our Scott and listen in next week on, on October 31st on Halloween. Um, and help us bring him back because I'm worried about the little fella. Wow, this is spooky. Definitely, I'm going to check into that Halloween episode. Hashtag SOS, everyone. Save our Scott. Let's bring him back alive. I believe, David. I believe. Thanks, Imran. It means a lot. <laughs> I hope you find him. Me too. All right, I'm going to go see if uh, maybe he's maybe he's uh, vandalizing some some Batmobiles outside. Let's see. That's also possible. Yes. Check the 3D glasses stores. Yes. You know, those the sunglass hut that just sells 3D glasses. I don't know why. It's a very weird kiosk in the mall. Well, have a good rest of the show, Imran. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks, David. Good luck. And we'll be checking out your Halloween episode. That was a weird call. Anyways, back to the show. Dude, just as we took a potty break and I was going to go go to pee. Yeah. Or, my fucking phone rang okay. with with a weird ringtone that's not on my phone, first of all. Uh, it came through the computer also, and it was David Malofsky from the UK, from A Place to Hang Your Cape. The fuck's he want? I don't know. I don't know how he knew we were recording. Check this out. Turns out uh, Scott Meridu, host of Podcapers, their official podcast, A Place to Hang Your Cape, he's missing. Missing, missing? Oh, shit. He's asked me if I knew where Scott went. He vanished. I told David, have you checked all the kiosks at the mall that sell 3D glasses? Maybe he's there buying new 3D glasses. You know how much he loves 3D glasses, but he he just vanished. So uh, well, I I guess we'll have to- an SOS. Uh, I'll, I'll put out an APB. I'll call the police. Look, I'll leave the call in for the listener. They'll have already heard it. It was really weird. Um, And 
I guess, you know what? Uh, we'll just have to listen to podcapers because, of course, when a person goes missing, uh, a podcast is the best way to get up to speed, yeah. real-time updates. Real-time yeah. podcast. That's where it's at. That's how. So, missing person, if you've seen Scott Meridu, I really love that exasperated British bastard. I hope he's okay. I hope so, too. Anyways, listener, I want you to know we got a fan club. And you should join the fan <laughs> well, club. From Thanks moving for on. listening. Moving on. <laughs> Fuck Scott. He's missing. We'll find him. I'm sure he'll turn up. We'll let you know what happens. Uh, if you've been enjoying the show and you want more show and you want to help support the show and keep it going, uh, help us cover some of the maintenance, the overhead, join our fan club, jockinerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, Anthony, last week you weren't here. We got another super patron joining Joe Henry, John Seifert. Just signed up. That means he's going to get to come on Whoa. the show. We're all going to get to meet. He's a truck driver. He's And he's also very funny. I hope he's normal. Uh, gr- great sense of humor. We'll see once we hear his voice. Joe Henry was normal. Joe Henry was until we no found out reason. he had vitiligo on his dick. He did have vitiligo dick, but that's okay. <laughs> I can relate. That's fine. Uh, listen, here's what you get. It's as, li- it's as little as a dollar a month, listener. You are going to get. You have a fucking dollar, dude. Yes. Just don't buy that one half cup of coffee. Starbucks yeah, is three seriously. bucks a dollar. You don't need fucking seven coffees. You have a dollar. You have it on you right now. I can hear the change jingling in your pocket. And when you do sign in up. In your asshole. In, oh, it's in your puckering. Do they have opinions there, too? Uh, uh, well, not if you have change <laughs> there. If, yeah. It's kind of blocked. I will take your fucking <laughs> asshole change. We'll yeah. take your shitty change. I believe Patreon accepts all sorts of currency. Uh, but when you sign up, you will get access to an exclusive podcast feed that has hours and hours of bonus content, post shows, instant reactions, whole episodes. It's growing every week. Uh, some of it gets really weird. Uh, la- last week's post show, Anthony, was about as long as the show in the feed. <laughs> So, oh my god! Yeah. You guys talked a lot. We went, huh? we went for a while, so there's like another hour plus of content right there. If you choose to listen Jeez. to it or not, don't you guys have lives? No, apparently not. Because uh, he, because Rug said he had to go, and then he just kept talking, and uh, we just kept, we just kept shooting the shit. It was great. It was a great conversation. This week, though, Anthony, I have a ghost story to share in the post. Okay, I had a paranormal experience this week a pretty convincing paranormal experience that right. i will share with our patreon listeners in the post show so listener no i really don't believe in ghosts well, so you this, have to convince me this may this may flip you uh but okay, okay. listener All if right. you like nice that kind of stuff there. yes just sign up it's a dollar a dollar a month you will hear this ghost show and i'm telling you it will give you the chills it's crazy all right let's get to the game of thrones <laughs> I'm going to give you a spoiler alert for something that's like three years old. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm sure like the whole world is seen. We're up to, I'm up to anyways, season five. If you're a new listener, this is what's been going on. We just recently decided finally after tons of prodding and everyone saying you really need to watch this, started watching Game of Thrones. And we are not sorry. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Probably one of the best decisions you could make. So we've been going season by season review. Uh, I finished season five, Anthony. Where yet? I'm finished. Oh my god! I've been finished for like two weeks now. Did you? Am I wrong? Did you say you went back and started it over? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going as hardcore, but I did go back and start watching some of the first few episodes again because it is quite fulfilling to watch and see how the 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 groundwork they laid in those first couple episodes. So high rewatch value after going oh, through yeah. it. Oh, wow, yeah. that's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. All right, but for now. We're just going to talk about the fifth season. The last thing I saw that happened, uh, Jon Snow stabbed by his Night's Watch. 
Even little Ooh. Ollie. Oh, shit. Who I thought they were buddies. But is he really dead? This is Game of Thrones. Things could happen. Melisandre brings people back. I mean, from no the one's dead. ever really come. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, is he? It's John. John Snow. Snow. You end with John Snow dying. That's the last thing that happened. So you're questioning if he's dead? I, yeah, I don't know. I think okay. that he's a, I mean, I know he's a huge character. I may know that maybe he's not dead just from like periphery, not looking at articles in the past. I don't know. I'm hoping he's not because I love the Jon Snow, but wow, what a shocking last thing to see at the end of season five. So I think let's start there. Do you think they're justified in killing him? A little bit, yes. Let's talk about how this happened. Let's start at what happens at the wall this season. Uh, uh, at the wall? Oh, yes. well, Jon Snow makes a a uh, pact with the um, wildlings to get he him across. because he, he wants a truce because he knows he's going to need them. And, dude, really, I, this whole time, I kind of empathize with the wildlings. I love how Jon Snow is like he's in both camps. But all they want, all man said he wanted, he's like, we just want to be the other side of the wall. So when these motherfucking White Walkers show up, we don't get slaughtered. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, that's all they want. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. There are people. And Jon Snow keeps reminding them, look, there's women there. There's children. They are people. We know some, like Osha, as beloved characters. You know, I loved, mm -hmm. in the beginning of the season, Stannis Baratheon's burning Mance Raider alive. And uh, remember, Jon shows him mercy and takes him out with an takes arrow. Takes him out with an arrow, mm -hmm. yeah. That shows you his Mance character. Mance Raider is the, the king beyond the wall, and he'll never bend the knee. It, the nope. free, the yeah. free folk will never bend the knee. He's like, we don't do that. No. Yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that. Baratheon is like, look, when you're in the presence of a king, you should kneel. He's like, yeah, no, we don't no. do that. We don't do that. And then he becomes commander of the Night's Watch, and it's not a unanimous vote. It uh, Not everybody uh, was happy with him being commander of the Night's Watch. No, but the, the deciding vote is Mr. Aegon Targaryen. Who later dies? Aemon Targaryen. Aemon. Aemon. Who dies? Yes. Who's kind of, but he's kind of been like advising them the whole time because yeah. the Targaryens are amazing strategists, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but he he does get the wildlings over the wall. Now this all before they kill him. This all culminates in episode eight. Holy crap! First that of all, is one of the best episodes. Before I get to hard home, this season overall was very interesting because like for the first like two thirds of it, I was like. Oh, this is very transition-y. This is because, you know, season four ended with the death of Tywin Lannister and things are kind of all up in the air and there was a lot of pieces moving. I felt like it was a lot of transition-y setting up, but then it ends. Oh, the payoff is amazing. See, episodes eight, nine, and 10 are so fucking good. And so there's so many things that happen. Well, the, the best thing about Hard Home, yeah. jump into that, is yes. you don't realize that that's going to happen. At first, it, it builds to... Him going to um, hard home, yeah. Jon Snow, and yeah. wanting to make a truce with the wildlings. And you think that's just going to be it. But then all of a sudden, some shit goes down. Most of, of the nowhere. episode is like him and Tormund trying to convince them. How, do, how, how much do you like Tormund? I, I really like Tor. I like Tormund. I think he's a good, uh, he's a good leader. Does he get killed? Uh, no, not at the end of the season. No, he still survives. Yeah. No, I think he's I a like good... the part where like the Bones guy's like, you, I bet you suck his dick now. And then Tormund <laughs> just, just fucking kills, kills him. him. And yes. he's like, grab the others. Let's talk. Let's talk. Yes, that was Rattlesnake. I love Rattlesnake's mask. Like oh, the, yeah, the, the, the costumes are great. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, most of this episode 
And then, you know, they they get all their boats. They're starting ferrying out. Everyone's agreeing that all the women and some children. Some of them agreed. Well, mo- major- it seemed like the majority of them. There was some people who went back in, in, inside the castle. But they're getting on the little boats no, to get no to castle. the big boats. Or it's like the, the. It's just their camp. Oh, it's the camp wall yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And they're ferrying them to their boats. And all of a sudden, you start to see weird things happen. There's, There's like, like a mini snow. avalanche. There's like going. an avalanche. Then you see these horse riders on top in silhouette. And then you see fucking thousands of walking dead just leap off. Uh, what is it? Like a 200-foot cliff and come slamming down. And then they get up and keep running and attacking. And I was like, "Oh shit! Holy crap!" Well, what? I love that they're like, "Oh shit!" They're like busting through the wall, and they're just like, they're they're not like walking like they they shit on the Walking Dead. I mean, yes. Walking Dead's great. Yes. They have yes. like, in terms of like their zombies are look fucking amazing. But yes. these whites, as they're called here, I mean, they're fast and they're fucking relentless, and, and they have swords and, and weapons. they have swords, and they pick <laughs> at a fucking hole and yes. like will just climb through the hole until that. So they can get everyone through. They are relentless. You clearly, they clearly have one thing in mind. And yeah, I mean, they're not just the dead. They are fast moving dead with weapons. And that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, shit, dude, the walking dead's got nothing on this. I thought those Walker attacks were great. Holy crap. This is un- unbelievable. Uh, and then you see the getaway. A lot of them die. And you see the Night King come down and kind of just stare down Jon Snow on the oh, boat. Oh, that, that scene where Holy they're staring shit. each other down, yes. Jon Snow yes. and the Night King, is is amazing. And then he just reaches his hands out and turns them up and all the dead stand that, up. That's the, oh, that's the craziest shit. part is oh, the, the army grows every time he, they kill people. This is so. This is what's so great about this show is like how you know you learn a little by little about the night, the Night King, the the White Walkers, what their powers are. Like now we know. Imagine if they do make it over the wall. Even if they kill everyone, dies, the the army will double in yeah. size. Like you can't stop them. Yeah, they're they're a big threat. His army is now huge. Everyone who died is now under his control. I was like, holy shit, this is not going to end well. How do you stop something like this? You need lots of dragon glass. They got to get the dragon That, or you learn also Valyrian steel. Oh, Valyrian steel, yes, because every other steel weapon was shattering. And then his sword. What was the name of his sword? I can't remember. Uh, Longclaw. Longclaw, made of Valyrian steel. Slices right through them and shatters them. Shatters a white. So look, I love how you learn just a little bit at a time uh, about the 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 big overarching villain. Hard home. Uh, Let me ask you this: Hard home. Is it all right? I'll I'll uh, rank these moments or these battles. Is it better than battle at Castle Black or battle at a battle of Blackwater? I think it is better than Blackwater. Okay, how about better than Castle Black? Uh, that one, uh, was pretty, that was pretty good too. The wall. You mean the, that's the one at the wall, that's right? That's the one where they're getting attacked at the wall Ooh, on both sides. I don't know. I, I, st- I would give it to the, to, uh, the castle black cause it had mammoths and giants yeah, and this one uh, had a giant. This one did have a giant and white walkers. And had white walkers. I don't know. That's, that's, that's a tough one. That's yeah. a tough yeah. one. This, this one was amazing. Just the, the scale of it again, it got a little bit bigger and, them Very movie quality. Oh my god! Every one is a fucking movie, and yeah. I know as it gets moves on, the seasons they get longer, and uh, each one becomes like a movie. Don't you worry. Holy it gets better. Holy shit! All right, where should we go to? Uh, you want to talk about King's Landing or Marine or uh, Winterfell? No, wherever, wherever you want. I'm I'm all, all caught right. up. I'm I know what we're talking about. So. King's Landing. King's Landing storyline ends 
with the downfall of Cersei Lannister. Shame. You know what? I remember when these memes came out, when this aired, and I was like, what is all this shit with this woman saying shame? You know that Lena Headley, is, that was a body double? I, I was disappointed when you told me that that was a body double. Because I was Not like, her. wow, she got a pretty good body. But I'm in, sure- Apparently in the books, yeah, her character, so her character is, um, and I haven't read the books. This is all me reading of the books. Yeah. Um, her character is a very gorgeous lady, just kind of like yes. in the, in the yeah. show. Yeah. But what's really embarrassing about her walking naked through the the castle or uh, King's Landing is when she takes off her clothes, her body is like she's older, so she's ah. like in her forties, so her body's yeah. not as tight as it used to be. Yeah. And she's had three kids, oh. so her, it's very shameful because she is has this image of being this beautiful lady, and then she takes off her clothes and she's. A forty-year-old woman. Well, that's, that's how kids. it's described yeah. in the book. Yeah, it's, she's uh, she's her body's not as fit as it used God. to be. So it's even more like exposing the truth to the people. Right. right. And they and so they took that away and made her gave her a really nice body. So <laughs> I, you know what was funny is like why, they cut her hair and they people started throwing shit at her and uh, people were and showing it, their dicks to her too. They were, yeah, they were flashing her. They're <laughs> like, "Hey, suck this cock, Cersei." Uh, and, uh, but. I'm watching this, and yeah, it's humiliating. It's horrible for her, but I was like, you know what? You're getting off pretty easy on this show. The other things I've seen people go through, I would do this all day long. But, there uh, there if, is one point where I'm watching her walk through the streets and her feet are bleeding. Yeah. And like she's fucking like breaking down, and I'm like, yeah. I'm almost like, oh, I kind of feel bad for her. But then I'm like, but it's fucking Cersei. It's Cersei. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like a like, like Jesus walking through Nazareth kind of moment. Where he stumbles and they're whipping him and throwing rocks at him, uh, but it's Cersei Lannister. But I, I was like, "You're getting off easy, bitch." Look, people, do you know what else is going on in this show? If all you have to do is walk down the street naked and have get a little bloody feet, you'll be fine. Uh, I love that shot where because the mountain, he saves the mountain with a transfusion. Yeah, uh, some little, little weird black magic thing going he on. He looks a little bit like a zombie, and he picks her yeah. up. And that last look you see on her face is oh, like, she's oh, fucking I'm going to fucking get you. I'm going yeah. to fucking get you. But I love how this happened. This is great political drama. You know, uh, Toman marries Queen Marjorie, and Marjorie finally it, becomes the queen. It's very reminiscent of like when the Catholic Church at one time was just judge, jury, and executioner. Yes. Just running around deciding people's fates and testing and punishing people we meet the religious nuts in the high sparrow the high sparrow who's just like some hippie dude who lives <laughs> in the alley he's like he's like i don't even like that how, name. how just, much okay let me ask you this yeah how much do you dislike the high sparrow oh now now i hate them they're fucking religious nuts but yeah isn't this this is the the, the greatness of the show the High Sparrow is punishing Cersei Lannister, who is they, a fucking is. terrible human. He's yes. doing everything that she deserves to be getting. That is true. But this you, is, you dislike the High Sparrow. Yeah, because they are so hardcore. And the they're way, fundamentalists. They're fundamentalists. They're fundamentalists fighting against the crown. And she thought she could use them because she was threatened by the Tyrells. She does get Marjorie and Loras arrested for like homosexuality and other things. And then... Lancel Lannister. What is he? We haven't seen him in like three uh, three seasons. Yeah, fucking Lancel. Who was last like time a, you saw him? He was advising Tyrion because he got blackmailed into it, and he was banging Cersei. He was banging Cersei. He had a long bob cut. He was very effeminate looking, and now he's got like a Marilyn Manson fucking engraved tattoo on his forehead. He he tells the High Sparrow everything with about Cersei, and she gets arrested, and this was her come up. And yeah, that's pretty conflicting. That's a good point. Like. Yeah. 
They are, you hate the religious nuts, but she's getting what she deserved. And now I can't wait to see her fucking revenge on just the, you know, either side gets out of control, uh, unchecked. And now the religious nuts are, are ruling everything. That was, that was, that was crazy. That was a good, <laughs> let's move on to Marine and, uh, talk about what happened over in, uh, uh, Essos. And Essos. We, yeah, oh, we see, yeah. uh, we see towns like Pentos. Pentos, so exciting. Yes, because Tyr- <laughs> Tyrion and Varys end up in Pentos. Yeah. And then they run into Jorah Mormont, who kidnaps Tyrion. Yeah. And takes him to the queen. And at first I was like, wait, is he going to Cersei? But then he's like, no, I'm taking him to Queen Daenerys. Because he's still trying to get back in her good graces. I love when Tyrion sees the dragon, too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like, he's when, in awe of the dragon. Yeah. He's like, whoa. That's, I, do you watch the... um? Yeah, the, 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 the afterwards. Yeah, yeah yes. those are really good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those help you really get into the minds of what's going on. And that's basically, they were like, that's the point where Tyrion Lannister's like, okay, I got to fucking meet this girl. Yeah, he's, a he's, fucking starting, dragon. he's starting to believe. Because I don't think a dragon. He, yeah, he's he wasn't heard into these it. dragon stories. Yeah. Never believed them. Well, so, at the beginning, he was, uh, if you remember in season one, he was very skeptical of, like, the White Walkers and yeah, anything. Yeah. Anything all, mystical. Yeah. I love how in the beginning they're like they're almost like children's stories to like scare yep, kids, yep. you know? But this shit is real. But it's and real. Again, another it's always exciting in the show when two characters who have never met yes. for seasons meet and Mormont is outed. He kills everyone to get to her, and she's like, get him out of my sight. And, and he's like, I brought a gift. And out walks Tyrion Lannister. He's like, I'm Tyrion Lannister. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, the look on her face is great. Uh, and those two, I was like, these two make a fucking great team. Yeah. With him advising and her oh, using is, her is, power. Are they at the point now where he's advising her? Yeah, he was okay. kind of, a, he, she was, he's like, I'm, you can kill me or you can have me advise you. And she decided to have her advise him because we saw how much trouble she's having with all the freed slaves and how, because we also introduced the Sons of the Harpy, mm-hmm. who are another like fundamentalist group. They're killing everybody in fucking Marine. They're basically like your uh, like when government goes awry. They're your really anarchists. Quickly. Yeah, they're, they're they're not even anarchists. They're your like they're your basically you know your your terrorists or whatever. I don't yeah, know yeah. what you would call yeah. them. You're, 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 yes, you know that when government goes away and at the snap of a finger, yeah, this shit happens. The, it's like a militia. Yeah. It's like an so independent like, militia exactly. that rises up and takes the power vacuum. They kill fucking Barristan Selmy. He dies. I, I was kind of sad. Using they're using guerrilla tactics. Yes. Yes. So that, that's the another thing too that's kind of interesting is they were mixed into the crowd. The unsullied are very trained in the art of war and yep. like formations and all this. But it's and so the, obvious. But the sons of Harpy are yes. They're using it's like Viet Cong against American yes, soldiers. Absolutely. Like, they you know, the sun the unsullied are obvious marching through the streets. There's no subtlety. You know they're coming. Right. And these fucking sons of the harpy, do you notice they're they're dressed like the masters? They wear yeah. the masters' colors. You don't know who they are. They're yep. mixed in and it's you'll totally, find out who they are later. Oh, really? I was thinking it's like the Viet Cong. I was about to say that. It's like the VCs of Vietnam. Yeah, they, it's George R. R. Martin and now the the D and D, David and D D, whatever. The other oh, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are expert at taking little things from history and incorporating it into the oh, show. It's so it's so so well done. So this culminates to episode nine. Again, we know episode. This episode nine was a big thing, but it wasn't like as big as the other episode. No, Hard Home was the big one. They spread it out. Yeah, I would say even ten should happen. Nine big should happen. Eight big should happen. But the Sons of the Harpy, they're at the uh, the the gladiator. She had to reinstate the gladiator battles. Which she had stopped, and she's and everyone's like, "Look, people need something to do, and at least let the free people fight." So the sons of the harpy surround them, and who comes to save Daenerys? 
fucking Drogon, oh, Drogon, however you say his name. The third dragon that was not, she didn't know where he was. He was acting up, burning kids and goats. Yeah. But they have a, they have a, she has a connection. Like he knew she was in trouble. Yeah, it's her, it's one of her kids. She's That's the mother amazing. of dragons. She's the breaker of change. Daenerys Stormborn. How's House Targaryen? I was literally like, she's riding the fucking dragon. Geek motor. <laughs> the CGI was a little bit iffy for a second there. Yeah, that that one it is a little iffy. Yeah, when it's she gets little, on it's him. a little iffy, but it yeah. gets better. I'll tell you that. I, and I, I was fine. I did, it didn't it didn't bother me. No. And then uh, she lands and is taken by the Dothraki in the next episode. Yep. She's so, she's been kidnapped by the. Do- but you notice she drops a, a ring or yes, a coin so or something as as a uh, a trail. Yep. Uh, I thought like if someone's looking for her, they're gonna find this. I thought she didn't want them to know who she was, but they know who she is. The, she was married oh, to fucking Caldrogo. Oh boy, leaving Tyrion and Varys in charge of Marine, which. That's pretty cool, too. I can't wait to see what they Tyrion do. Tyrion and Varys. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of Varys? Because I'm sure you probably didn't like him in the first season. Oh, I don't know. This guy, he's back and forth, but I kind of felt bad for him, and I was kind of on the side by the end of this because he was kind of like sent away and ostracized. He's a eunuch. He's a eunuch. He uh, wants, uh, he wants a, a good queen. Oh, that's right. They keep mentioning like these, like just like uh, what's his name, Grey Worm. These eunuchs still have. Can you trust Varys? You can never trust Varys, and you can never trust Littlefinger. Littlefinger I do like that Mormont, after being exiled twice, is like now back in under her command because she has no one else. Everybody what else. What does it end with her and Mormont? Well, he uh, he shows up and he starts protecting her from the sons of the harpy. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Uh, he comes back again somehow, and uh, they have a moment. And they smile, kind of like, okay, you're cool again. <laughs> but when uh, when the, the, then the dragon took Daenerys, if I was like Mormont and Tyrion, I would be like, "Hey, that's great! You're gonna come back to get us. Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, that was hey, a little weird. We, I was like, "Should we? What about we meet you them? somewhere? Yeah, wh- where? Uh, you're gonna come back? Should we just wait here? Should we meet you? Okay, bye. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, you give a fuck about the rest of them, but they're fine. Well, you mentioned Littlefinger. Let's, let's go to win. Let's go to Winterfell. Let's Winterfell. Go Winterfell, where Littlefinger, Sansa Stark, Brienne, and Podrick return to Winterfell, uh, to because it is being run by House Bolton at the moment, mm. and uh, Sansa is forced to marry fucking Ramsay Bolton. Yeah, because got, they got to get a Stark in there so that the North girl follows them. Cannot catch a fucking break. Yeah, I didn't like this pot lot. Not Ooh. because of what how uncomfortable it got. But be because prior to this, they had uh, Littlefinger was like, "I'm taking you to Winterfell now. Use your power." And it was like almost like she's going to kind of take control of herself of her. I of, thought, yeah, I yeah, thought kind of like manipulate smart. things. She got street smart, yeah, and kind know? of manipulate things to her way. But no, she's just another, another victim. victim at this. And yeah. boy, is she a victim! Uh, Ramsey just like emotionally tortures her. Uh, and so there's a lot oh, of deflowering physically, physically. There's a lot of deaths of uh, uh, virginities this season also. <laughs> One being Sansa Stark. Ramsey fucking straight up rapes her and he makes Theon watch. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. What did you was think of that? Was, was the rape uncomfortable? It was a little bit. I was like, I, my mouth was open. I was like, holy fuck this guy. I mean, I'm not surprised, but whoa, that was just cruel, cruel punishment for the Sansa. And uh, I, I have a line. I have a line. The line he says, he says, Ramsey says to Reek right before he does that. So fucking early. He goes, you've known Sansa. She was a girl. 
Now watch her become a woman. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck this guy. This fucking Let me guy. ask you this now. Oh, I've asked you this oh, off air, but yeah, got to get you on the air saying yes. it. So at this point, you're seeing Ramsey Bolton just being a complete fucking asshole and yes. like a monster. Yes. Who do you dislike more? Who think? Who do you think is worse? Joffrey Baratheon, a.k.a. Joffrey Lannister, yeah. or uh, Ramsey Bolton? That's a very interesting question. Now, while Joffrey just had a punchable face, like even before he said a word, you're like, I don't like this guy's face. Uh, I, you know, he has the the disadvantage of being a, a kid and being a, 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 a incest kid. So you almost can't blame. You have to blame his parents. Like definitely Cersei fucked him up. Uh, you almost can't blame him for being that fucked up because he doesn't know any better. But Ramsey's not a bastard. I mean, Ramsey's not an incest kid. He is a bastard. He's a bastard. He's an adult. He's smart. Uh, he is more like a serial killer, like Jeffrey Dahmer type, just like an evil fuck who gets joy out of pain and torture and just being. Well, he evil. loves feeding people to dogs. He loves well the fact that he loves to flay people. Like that's his go to move. If you piss him off, like there's one episode where he, one of his girls is. He has one of his girls being chased and hunted by dogs. Yes. Yeah, oh, a, that's right. A, they fucking shoot her. That, that's how we meet him, I think. No, no. That's like part of, that's part of, that's part in like the middle of where you're getting to. Oh him. my God. He, he had this girl that he's always liked, but now he doesn't like her and he has her get chased by dogs. And that, that girl Miranda like washes the, the dye out of Sansa's hair to make it orange. And yeah. she's like, uh, just don't bore him. Trust no. me. You don't want to bore him. Bad things happen. When you bore him, Miranda, who gets killed by Reek and Sansa as they escape uh, during... That's a great moment. During this uh, Reek the, the finally battle. breaks out of his spell. Dude, you don't know how long I've been rooting for fucking Theon to come back. Did you I ever think like, he would come back? Theon. No, I didn't. He but was, once he, I thought he was broke. What, I thought he was completely broke, but look, and also Sansa finds out from him that Bran and Rickon are still alive. You start to see, towards the end, you start to see hints of him coming back, and all of a sudden I was like... Oh shit, come back to us, Theon. You could do it. Because I want to see him do even more horrible things back to Ramsey. <laughs> I hope there is some kind of confrontation. It's, I want him... it's nice to see the Starks finally catch a, a little bit yes. of a break. And even if is... it's like the most minor break ever. And he's only Stark by association, but she's a Stark. But yes, the Starks have been being shit upon since the end of season one. And uh, that shit was great. Uh, so that that moment at the end of the battle kind of ties into what was happening in the north with Stannis and Melisandre. Yeah. Fucking Melisandre, dude. Nothing she's done has actually worked so she's far. She's looking for the prince that was promised, and she thinks it's Stannis. So you told me that's an important phrase, the prince that was promised. Yeah. We've, we've seen her take blood from leeches, burn the king's blood, his relatives with the usurper's names, and that have a kind of effect. Stannis is all into Melisandre. Whatever she wants, he will do. What he, does well, she he want? He believes he's Jesus, basically. He, yeah, yeah. He believes he is the savior. This is his birthright. And what does she want him to do? She's like, your daughter is also has king's blood. Right. And up to this point, Melisandre was like, had suggested his daughter, and he's like, get the fuck he's away like, from me. No, he's like, you are insane. Because we, we are at such yeah. a desperate point now in, yes. in their survival because they're stupidly Stan, again stannis thinks he's jesus so he yeah. thinks this is his divine right so he is marching an army full of people that towards winterfell towards winterfell in the middle of the in winter the middle of a horrible winter yeah. and they're stuck where they are because they can't and, even and get most through. of the people don't believe in him either 
No, they don't. They're like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Now, Shireen, we've seen loving moments with Davos. She taught Davos how to read. She has a little bit of the dragon scale, yep. but it didn't gray completely grayscale, which creeps me out. When when Tyrion got attacked by those grayscale, I was like, uh, like extreme leprosy. Like, whoa, give me the heebie jeebies. <laughs> But you you feel bad for this girl because they've kept her locked up. Her mother seems like just an evil, evil fucking monster. She hates her. Well, she hates her because she's she's not a son. He's she couldn't provide uh, Stannis a boy. And everyone, all everyone wants is to become fucking king all the time in this show. And dude, they burn Shireen alive. Oh shit! With the parents watching, whole and the screams, and I was like. This is really, really uncomfortable. What she's screaming, why, mom, mommy, daddy, why are you doing this? And they're just standing there watching. Apparently, this got a lot of Game of Thrones fans pissed off. It seemed unnecessarily cruel because this is not in the book. It's what I found. Out. What's that? They, when he burns what, the- Burning Shireen a lot. Yeah, that was a very, I looked, I looked this up. This was a very controversial moment. In the Game of Thrones, God, it was it was just it was like, very uncomfortable to watch. There is nothing that's off limits. No, in this, this show. is when you realize. I mean, <laughs> if you didn't realize it in the second oh, season or the fuck. first season when they're killing babies, I mean, burning a girl, a, lo- a little girl alive, and, and you can hear yes. her screaming. Yes, yeah, they're it was killing bad. Ki- dude. And what makes it even more tragic is that it does nothing. The next day, half of his force, the ones with all the horses, take off. Well, they're the ones that were bought, so they don't give a fuck. They're out. The other half takes off. His wife hangs herself. Yeah. He still continues the attack on Winterfell and gets slaughtered. Yeah. And then Brienne stumbles upon Stannis and finally gets revenge for Renly's death and puts Stannis down. The whole Baratheon, that clan goes down super tragically. That is one of those classic Holy cases. Shit. It's happened in history, too, when yeah. when someone believes they're a god king and, and, and invulnerable to anything and... He's not thinking rational thoughts anymore. He's he's oh, not you, thinking strategically anymore. No. He's just following uh, some sort of divine right that's been spoken to him, and he's not thinking strategically. And he's losing the support of his army, and he's losing. He's, he's putting everyone in he's danger. Everyone in danger, and he's fighting not with his what with his brains, but with his heart. And that's what sacrifices happens. Sacrifices his family. Doesn't he's give losing a fuck. the Game of Thrones. He's, he's lost he sight lost, of the Game of Thrones. He absolutely lost the whole game because he's dead. Well, that not only that, but he was losing it by yeah, yeah. just the fact that he believed that it was his right to be king. That he's just, I'm just gonna march there and get it, and this fucking Melisandre witch is gonna help me. And by the way, she just takes off. The, She's the, like, I'm out. The downfall is not only marching them in the in the storm, but then killing his daughter and having it in front of while making everybody watch too. Dude, that was fuck fucking disturbing. What's the phrase? The what is it that she's looking prince for? Prince that was promised. The prince that was promised. Not the art, artist formerly known as Prince that was promised. No, not that. No, he he's not been promised. I think that he should have been promised. <laughs> prince that was promised. The one who was yeah. promised. Something like that. Okay, so the, okay, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be paying attention for those buzzwords. Uh, okay, Azar, let's move. Azur Ahai. Oh, that's the words. Yeah. The prince that was promised. I know a, a, a friend of mine's named Azar. <laughs> no relation. Okay. I don't know. He's a Muslim stand-up comic. Uh, okay, let's move on to Bravos. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey, welcome to Bravos. Bravos. We got oysters. Bravos. We got pretty women. How are you doing? Bravos We're, was uh, supposed to be um, 
One of the, what city in Italy is it where they have the canals and all that stuff? Venice. Venice, yeah. It's supposed to be feel like it's supposed to feel like Venice. Dude, the shots of like Bravos when they sail through the legs of the statue is so cool. Cause that reminds me of like, I think it was like Ulysses or the yeah. Odyssey, where there was a and it uh Bravos is such a great city. Like it, and it also reminds me a lot of like Morocco and Tunisia yeah. and these There's fun a lot towns. Of that influence too. Yeah, so Essos great. is very uh Africa, Middle, Middle East. East combination yeah. and where yeah. the rest is like the rest of Europe. Yeah. Westeros. So Bravos is where Arya was headed at the end of last season, all by herself. Uh looking for the faceless man and she we She wants to be a faceless man. She finds Jokinagar and he's training her in the art of being nobody. She like she sheds her clothes. She's like, girl must lose all belongings. I love how he talks still. Yeah. Man has no honor. Uh, and she throws away her clothes and she can't throw away needle girl has no sword girl has no name girl has no face she hides needle so she hasn't fully shed aria and this causes more problems because she's supposed to kill she's on a mission like he's given her there's a room with faces yeah that room is fucking freaky as shit and people go there to die they die there and they take their fucking face oh and they take their face yeah that's oh that that room was creepy uh i love that faceless god yeah the fa- yeah, it's all faces. And is Arya ready? Well, maybe not, because <laughs> while she's setting up this whole sting on the guy who buys oysters to kill him, she sees Marin Trant, yeah. who's on her list. It's a guy from the list. Yeah, she's going to cross someone off the list. She's like, fuck this. I could take this guy out. <laughs> and she probably does. How does she kill him? She gets him. Oh, uh, it's fucking brutal. I watched it. I, I couldn't watch it again. I forgot. So she disguises herself as a little girl because right? Marin Trant apparently is oh, another disgusting right. human that yes. gets off on beating little girls. He, he was looking for he's oh yeah, he's picking girls and he's like too old. Too old. Too and old. And he keeps going too old. Yeah. And, he's <laughs> and like, he ends up with three like really teeny looking girls. And he's fucking beating he's the shit out them. of him. Yes. And uh Arya is Talking a face, and now she's a little girl, and she proceeds to fucking torture him before. So she stabs him in both eyes. Oh yeah, and stabs him in the throat so that he can't talk and can't see. Yeah, covers his mouth with like a like a like a rag. Oh, she stuffs it in and there. And yeah. she's talking to him and telling him how she's Arya Stark and that she's she was on his list. And she's stabbing him like in the chest and in the yes. lower back yes. and in the stomach and just oh, like yes. slowly just fucking destroying him, basically. What a fucking killer, dude. She, she is, is an amazing little hitman. She has become a fucking crazy killer. Dude, she learned from the best. She is pull- like she learned from Jock and Hagar and like. You know, that whole season where he's giving him names and he's just killing people and you start to realize how he actually did this. But she tries to sneak back and replace the face and gets caught. And Jockin is like, girl is not ready. Girl broke the code. And there's this crazy like sequence where she keeps pulling the face off the dead guy and she keeps pulling the face off. And then finally it's her face. And she goes blind. Yeah. Because she fucked up. Can't can't piss off the faceless god. She just had a little bit of patience and went through her training. She was not. So I was like, what the fuck is going to, she's fucking blind. She has to redeem herself. How do you do it when you're blind? Wow. That was, uh, that was great. That was great. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. What else? There's one Finally, more. Jamie Lannister. Oh, did wrong. you just take a nice big hit of that fucking vape? I've, I'm vaping. What, what, I what, uh, what flavor is that? Oh, it's my usual like berry. It's like mixed berry, berry nuts. Okay, got it. Berry nuts. How you like these nuts? You're gonna love my nuts. It's berry, and it's I'm delicious. Bury my nuts in your ass. Uh, 
<laughs> Jamie, Jamie and Braun are sent to get not your ass. Figure uh, what's ass? No, figure no, the, just the the general speech, ass, right? No, I, yeah. Okay. You know the the overall the, yeah, overall, the general ass in this the general area. General ass, yes. <laughs> Everyone's ass. Uh, Jamie and Braun sent to get Marcella Lannister back, one of the incest kids, for Cersei because Cersei misses her daughter and uh, she doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Marcella is uh, doing pretty good in uh, where Oberon. Where is that? That's in. That is in Dorne. That is in Dorne. Sunspear, Dorne. Oh, Dorne is great because we get to meet Oberon's wife and the daughter, his daughters, the the sand daughters, of sand snakes, the sand snakes, yeah. and one of them, Colleen Wing from yeah. Iron Fist. Yep. Uh, also, the Prince Doran is a guy who's playing Ra's al Ghul in Gotham right yeah. now. Same guy. Uh, so they, she's going to get married to a, uh, what are, they're the Martells, not the Tyrells. It's like, they're the Tyrells. Uh, they're the Martells. Martells. Yes. Martells yeah. And, Dorne, uh, incidentally is, was one of the last, uh, kingdoms to f- finally fall into the seven kingdoms. Oh. And the only reason it did is because the Targaryens made a marriage alliance with, uh, the Tyrells with, uh, what the fuck was her name? I forgot her uh, fucking name. The, the the girl that uh, got killed by uh the hound or the the mountain. It's, it's you wouldn't know her name. Uh, okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, it's the sister of the the red viper. I still don't know who that is. Oberyn Martell. Oberyn. Oh, Oberyn. Oberyn. Yes. Yeah. His oh, sister. Oh yeah. He. Yeah. Oh right. Right. Wait. Who's that girl? Elia Martell. That's his. Oh, oh that's no. his sister. Oh, no. wait, what are you talking about? Which girl? His. I thought Oberyn. That's Oberyn's wife. I thought. That's his like lover. Oh, okay. His sister was killed, right? His sister okay, was killed, yes, yeah. her. Okay. I just threw some Game of Thrones history. Oh yeah. no, yes, the mountain. Yes, Oberon wanted to kill the mountain because he killed Oberon's sister and children. Yeah. And that's what. Uh, then he got cocky and got his head squished, which was great. Uh, but Marcella doesn't really want to go. She's in love with the dude, and uh, you know they sneak in, and uh, they finally convince. Well, they kind of kidnap her. Some shit goes down, and they kind of take her back. And uh, Oberon's wife gives Marcella a kiss I think on it's the his lips. wife or his lover. Yeah. Anyways, she uh, she gives her a very suspicious, firm kiss on the lips. Yeah. As Jamie and uh, and Marcella are getting on the boat, and then on the boat, oh, this was so fucking sad and tragic. And I once she kissed her, I was like, oh shit. So what I didn't see coming was Marcella telling Jamie that she knew he was her dad all along and she loved him anyway. And the relief on his face and the hug. I'm like, they this this show is so cruel. They gave Jamie the one short moment that he could be. He could be a dad. He could be a dad finally. And then her nose starts bleeding and she dies she in gone. his arms. Holy oh, shit. shit. And I knew when she kissed her, I was like, that doesn't look good. No. Well, there are snakes. There are snakes. The sand snakes are great. So, and then a, I don't her name know is Alaria Sand. Al- oh, that's She's Oberon's sister. Of, yeah. What's that? Oh, oh no, no, that's the lover. Oberon's lover. lover. Yeah. Okay. Alaria but Sand. Is, She's a bastard, by the way. Are those, And then are those her daughters? So two of those are Oberon's daughters from other marriages. And then one is his daughter from... With Alaria, okay. I think. Goddamn confusing family tree, but I think I've got it straight now. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Braun? He just like went missing at the end. I think he's on the boat. I don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe he's he around. was. I don't know. I, I assume okay. he's on the boat. But damn, tragic moment, and uh, Jamie makes it back just in time to see. Jamie him. gets no happiness. And then the one thing I gotta mention 
No fucking Brand Stark. No ah, Ward. Yeah, yeah. What I remember is going you, on? Uh, you saying something. You were like halfway through. I was like, they're not going to show us anything about Brand. Well, I remember and, you and being Rick hyped at the end of the season yeah. four. Like, oh, Brand's meeting these weird fuckers. Wonder what's yes. going to happen. In yeah, who's that old guy in the tree? What does he mean that you're going to fly? You, is he? I'm, you, they, they did. They, they take Brand Stark out for this season. I, and I kind of love that because I'm even more excited to find out what happens. I foresee him riding a dragon. Oh, shit. Because of what the guy said, as I, you will never walk again, but you will fly. You will fly. And I was like, is he going to ride a dragon? Or doesn't mean he can go into a bird and he can fly. But very interesting. One storyline completely just put to the back burner for a whole season. And I didn't mind. It's very didn't uh, mind. ballsy by them. The only mention we get is when Sansa finds out from uh, Reek that they're alive. That's it. Reek. So now Sansa and Theon, go find Bran. What was your favorite storyline this season? Fuck. I don't know. Jon Snow's shit was great because I didn't see him. I You know, his whole thing about not he he could have returned to winterfell and and ruled there and he, he passed on that only to get killed as like a martyr very malcolm x style i thought also uh i don't know they were all good <laughs> everything we just talked about i can't i'm at the point now where i don't remember no it kind of blurs together what, se- what yeah. happened in what seasons until we do yeah. these recaps so i really can't yes. tell you right yeah. what i thought was best I mean, I don't, oh, and uh, Samuel also gets deflowered. It's another Samuel another does with little with Gilly vir, with Gilly virginity. That was really nice. I was like, oh, look, oh, good for Samuel. Uh, one final thing, just a note on season eight. Uh, season eight just started production this month. It's gonna shoot through the end of the summer of next year, twenty eighteen. Oh wow! So we're probably not getting shit until twenty nineteen. <sighs> Long wait over a year away this is why i kind of i didn't watch season six yet like i watched this a week ago i want to watch it but i don't want to watch it but fuck it we're gonna get through it and then we can just geek out for a year about game of thrones shit and i can know what everyone's talking about <laughs> catch <laughs> up imran i'm i'm already in the in the conversation uh, i got to and also uh as far as i understand season six is when they start uh passing up george yes. r season six Martin. you're starting to see uh, that they don't have book material anymore. There to wasn't draw a book from. anymore. Yeah. Mm, this will be Although interesting. Apparently, they were drawing from George R. R. Martin's notes, so we'll see. So, has he put out a new book yet? Still, no. Jesus. No, 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 no. <laughs> so the book ends at season five, technically. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this could be really interesting to see how this changes storylines, pacing, the dynamics. What are they going to do? Season six and season seven, man. I got six and seven, and uh, we'll power on. All right. Uh, We'll finish with a couple of email feedback items. So last week, Anthony, you weren't here. Jimmy the Geek sent us this awesome email, and he had nerd items for me and jock items for you. So I saved saved the jock items. I appreciate that. From our buddy Jimmy the Geek, uh, he asks... Team USA Soccer did not qualify for the World Cup in 2018. (laughs) Wow. Thoughts, Anthony? Not a big soccer guy, but... That is fucking embarrassing that they did not. Is that a big deal? Oh, Do they huge. always qualify? That they haven't not qualified since like the the middle eighty, the mid eighties, nineteen eighties. Yeah, it's wow. huge. I mean, they apparently so they lost to Trinidad and Tobago, which is like okay, unbelievable because that country is like a million or two people at most, and we're a three hundred million dollar country. At football? No, they're not. That's <laughs> oh, a they're thing. Not. They're oh. not. They're <laughs> they're like ninety ninth in the world, and we're like twenty eighth, and we we lost to them. And there were like two other things that had to happen and they all happened and it was like 
the biggest collapse ever for like team. I mean, their coach has already been fired. Like it, it is, it is a huge embarrassment for t- Team USA because Team USA is in what they they call the Concacaf, so it's uh like it's, North excuse America. Excuse me, yeah, Conca what? It's their it's their division, I guess, because like there's okay. South America, North America, okay, Europe, Asia. They're in a division that really isn't that great. I mean, the only other powerhouse in our in our grouping is like Mexico. So yeah, that's it's very embarrassing for that. And, oh my and god, makes me less even less inclined to watch the World Cup. I always get into the World Cup, but it's nice yeah. having the U.S. there, and they're, they're not. I got into the World Cup one year because we had friends who were really into it, and we would go to the bar like at eight in the morning yeah, or fun. whatever, and like they're serving like booze, and you go, and I I really got into it. It was a lot of fun, but so the coach got fired. Bruce Arena, he, yeah, he used he coached USA soccer like sixteen years ago and took him in to good decent run in World Cup. But damn, I, I think uh, I, he got off easy because I believe like when Pakistan didn't make like the cricket <laughs> World Cup, they like killed the coach. Oh my God. They like bobbed him and fucking killed him or something. Oh, like I had to run. They they take that shit seriously. You do not not qualify. Okay, uh, second item, he says. Also, as Chicago guys, how does one determine if they are a Cubs or White Sox fan? Is it based on where you grew up? I always wanted to know that. Please share insights. Great question. Anthony, I'll let you start. It is the size of your penis. If you're a Cubs fan, oh, you have shit. a big penis. Shit. Uh, oh, boy. No, no. Uh, usually, <laughs> usually it, it's so north side and south side of Chicago. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's two, you know, north, south, obviously. Um, but. Northsiders are usually Cubs fans, and Southsiders are usually White Sox fans, just because yes. Wrigley Field is located on the north side. The north, yep. And White yep. Sox are uh, now it's called Guaranteed Guaranteed Rate Stadium. Terrible name. Worst name is ever. Not located on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> so those are usually how it's determined. But it's yep. also like what family you grew up in. Like I know a lot of. White Sox fans that live up on the north side, and I'm sure there's a lot yeah. of Cubs fans that are down on the south side. Yes, there are opposite fans and opposite, but it's usually generational. Generate, in your it's family. usually family. Yeah. Now, it's but it, at one time it was. It's it's still like the majority of White Sox fans are on the south side. Majority of Cubs fans are on the north side. If you are not from Chicago, you may or may not know this, but not only are the, are the Cubs better because they are, uh, <laughs> but nationally and even here in Chicago, the Cubs are probably the more popular team. That's yeah, me just saying. That's not me yeah. being biased. It's the truth. The Cubs are probably the more popular team, not only in Chicago but nationally as well. I mean, I, you know, they put their logo on any apparel and it sells. It's they, they hugely are one of the, recognizable. They're one of the um, premier franchises in yeah. baseball. Even when they sucked for years, they would even they, when they, they still sell tickets. They still tell T-shirts. People are buying hats. They're wearing well, the big Cubs thing shit they all did, the time, which was either genius or a stroke of luck. Uh, was the fact that for all those years they convinced people that coming to a Cubs game didn't matter. It was just a big yeah. party, and yeah. like Wrigley feels just this big party, so everyone yeah. like they'll sell out. And all people the time. just get drunk and piss themselves. It's the in biggest the frat party and- ever. It really is. And even me, like growing up, not being into sports, I very quickly understood that like, oh, North side is Cubs and South side is White Sox. And you do not want to wear a White Sox hat on the North side or vice versa. It, I would say... Uh, you would be Does okay wearing a White Sox hat up on the north side. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. You might get you, more shit wearing. I, I think yeah. <laughs> White Sox fans, if they're listening, might hate me for this. <laughs> I think White Sox fans are very, are very bitter 
about <laughs> about oh. things and very yes, little ma- yes, little brother yes. syndrome because they are. Yeah, yeah. That's why I remember talking to someone else why they hate each other. Why the fa- and they're like the Cubs just easily get everything and nobody cares about the White us. Sox fans. I would say, in my opinion, White Sox fans generally just dislike the Cubs, whereas Cubs fans really could not give a shit about the White Sox. <laughs> That's maybe just yeah, me. Was, but. Does, it, does it still get violent? It used to get uh, yeah, violent. Of course, back it gets in the violent. Day. I mean, it's not like. Yeah. It's not like people are killing each other, but yeah, I mean, yeah. people would get drunk and people used to get stabby a little bit. Maybe, maybe. who knows? Maybe punchy, punchy. Maybe not stabby. I'm sure. But I'm that, sure all of our listeners not from Chicago find this very riveting. Well, look, if you ever come to Chicago, now you know what hat to wear, where, and not get fucked up, <laughs> uh, basically. Uh, and then uh, finally, I got an email, a, a full email from Wes Cranford from down under, one of our funniest listeners. He says, "How's it, guys?" Haven't talked in a while. Enjoyed today. Rug boy, you don't need to worry at this point when I listen to you guys. It's more like listening to my friends talk shit. No worries about making it funny. Imran, big mouth rules. I laughed really hard. Been a long time since I rolled one and watched a quality cartoon. You two should know that I am a sole trader doing maintenance work for Stratas as a handyman and locksmith. Laughed pretty hard when you told the story about idiot handyman. I am in people's flats all the time when they are at work. You have to respect. This is based off last episode, Anthony, so you probably don't know what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> uh, he says, Rugboy, I used to work at Billy's Locks in Greenpoint back in the day. One day I'll hit Chicago. We can grab a beer. And no, beers are not bigger here. It's a myth. Only tourists drink Fosters. Aussies do love their beer, and we've recently had an explosion of craft breweries like U.S. in late 80s. I'm loving it as craft beer is one of my favorite foods. Hey, I expected you to mention the new X-Men trailer. Wes, it wasn't out when we recorded the show. We mentioned it now. I was not crazy about Star Wars trailer, but I'll check it out again tonight after hearing you guys praise it. Maybe I wasn't in the mood. Ex-wife is being a cunt and working hard at sucking all the pleasure out of life. Oh, shit. Finding it hard not to really hate women. Sorry, girls. I know I'm wrong here. Anyway, take it easy. Keep it up. And review Blade Runner. Tony will love it. Wes from Down Under. Talking nerd. Thanks for the email. And a lot of people have said we should review. Blade I've heard Runner. that too. And I just, I haven't seen the original Blade Runner. Are you talking about the new one or the, yeah, the new one. I, they it's, want us it's to review a, the new one. Yes. I haven't seen but, the original one. Okay. And I've, I, I haven't seen the original one in a long time. I barely remember it. I wonder if we could just go watch the new one. It's it's a long movie too. It's like two hours. I and feel like minutes. we should watch the original one. If we watch the new, have you seen the I, original one? I have oh. long time ago. And I'm sure if I watch it now, it'll be like a whole different perspective on it. So if you're up for it, Anthony, we'll watch both movies. We'll review what, it together. Not at once, <laughs> but we'll watch the first one. We'll review and watch Blade Runner 2049. We'll review Blade Runner. And then we can just talk about how it, whatever. Well, one it, day. Yeah. I don't know when this is going to happen. Yeah, I don't know when this is going to happen. <laughs> but thanks for since everyone is like, you guys should review Blade Runner. So I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good too. I've also heard that it's long and boring also though. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I heard that it's just maybe some, like, I heard that it could be taken a little too pretentious. But Matt Dahauer left the awesome initial reaction on the Patreon. He loved it. Uh, but then it, it depends on the kind of movie go you are. You may find that it's pretentious. I don't know. One of these days, Wes and everyone who watches to review Blade Runner, we will. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We'll see what happens. You throw enough money in the Patreon, listener. Anything's possible. Right. That's all I'm saying. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Visit the website. Uh, listen, subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. In fact, do this, listener. We, we always tell you to tell a friend, subscribe at the end of the show here. 
This is what you got to do. I want you to do right now, wherever you're listening, whatever app, if it's on the website, if you're on your phone, I know that there is a share button on there and it's probably hooked up to Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And if your app does not have a share button, that's a shitty app. You shouldn't be using it. Delete it. Find another app because every podcast app, just hit that share button right now. Share it out wherever. That's all we want you to do. That's how you can help. It's exhausting promoting the show all week long. I need your guys' help. So. Yeah, and I don't do shit. So. And Anthony doesn't do anything. So you really need to help us. But uh, go to EDM concerts and uh, hit on chicks, which is, that's Basically, his job. Yeah, yeah. That's his Basically job. It was in the do. contract we signed when we started. <laughs> yeah, so that's the show. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>